Zootopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Alrighty. Good morning. Good morning, guys. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm, I'm writing. Uh, I'm writing the banner here. I want to put up. Oh yeah, new one for the gratuitous. Yeah, because we'll we'll do a uh, holiday deal, right? A oh, cyber yeah. Day. Oh yeah, everyone's doing their Black oh. Friday deals, right? Yeah, yeah there's I'm a actually... lot of good stuff uh, you can buy with Monero that's on sale for Black Friday. Exactly. Yeah, like those right? bars. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a special with the coffee. So we're gonna put all the subscriptions on sale. So we got the three month, the six month, and the twelve month. So we'll do like ten uh, percent off for all those, uh, which I think is great, right? Everybody, everybody has a coffee drinker in their family. So it's just a great way to use Monero to buy some of your Christmas gifts this year. So let me get this up. Use Monero to buy your gifts this year for a limited time. Get 10% off 3, 6, and 12 months. Gratuitous.org. Coffee All right. I'm going to add the banner. Did I do it? All right. There you go. Nice. But yeah, if you go to gratuitous.org, you'll see we got it up. We put it up there all nice, I think. Let me see if I have it up there. Do I? Yeah, there it is. Oh, I see the, yep. Did it pop up? Very nice. It did. Very nice. Holiday sweet. Yeah. So I don't know how long we'll keep that going, but guys, yeah. If you're looking for, uh, you know, an excuse to use Monero for the holidays for your friends and fam, that's a good one. And what's nice is, you know, it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving, right? Because uh, it's not like a one-time thing. They'll they'll be getting it in the mail every month, depending on how long you get it for. You get a full year, um, and it helps us. The more people that get subscriptions, the better, because then we have like a consistent supply that we can, or you know, a consistent amount of demand. So then it's easier for us to supply it. I'll show the uh, I'll show the screen there. Bam. There it is, guys. 10% off. Six month, three months, six month, and 12 month subscriptions. Use subscriptions. So that's not bad. So like a three month is usually $51. You get, uh, you know, it's only 45. So more than five bucks off. Six month is usually $102. Now it's 91. So you're getting like 10 bucks, a little more 10 bucks off. And a 12 month, uh, you're getting like almost twenty bucks off, twenty dollars off. It's not bad. All right, uh, what do we got going on? We have big show as always. A lot of news, right? I, I the news kind of like snuck up. Yeah, on us, yeah. Like. like really, there's been a, there's been some developments, especially regarding so, uh, Mister uh, Gensler in the uh, SEC. But uh, yeah, I haven't even been following that to be honest. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to that. The news will be like news for me, like. I mean, I, I got back about the coffee price because me being not a coffee drinker, how much does this price compare to? Obviously, compared to Starbucks, it's like you know you're saving like a million bucks a month. But compared to buying a bag in like the grocery store, like your average brand, what's the price uh, compared to there? For here in New York, it's comparable. So it's okay. Same. Wow. So you might as well just buy gratuitous. There's no reason not to. You're yeah. a fool to not buy gratuitous. If you're going for like, you know, I'd put this in the higher end category of coffee, say, right? Because this is like coming straight from the farm. We literally roast it per order. 
Um, so yes, it's a very good deal. Apples to apples comparison. It's a very good deal, I'd say. And I'm almost a, I'm, got I'm my a, third I'm, person to uh, to uh, drink, start buying gratuitous. I've, yeah. I've sampled so many people it, and they all just like come back to me like, "Oh, I want to buy this." It's always a little bit of a curve getting them to that point because you know I got to get them set up with like Cakewad and Monero and stuff, but. Everyone but who's tried it so get, far, they're uh, willing to because they just want to buy the coffee because it's so good. Now you get them a holiday present. No excuses. Yeah. Now you can go yeah. and get them a good <laughs> I mean, yeah, compared to Folgers or something like, you know, like, I don't know, or like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, where it's not as cheap as that, but you're, it's not Dunkin' Donuts. It's not Folgers. It's good stuff. Apples to apples, it's a very good deal for, for the price. Um, what was no the other thing? Seed oils. <laughs> no, no seed oil straight from the farm. I do in coffee. But... <laughs> who knows, man? Who knows these days? Uh, and then our guest. Who do we have our, as our guest today? We have Recount Man, right? We do. Yep. That's awesome. We never had him on, did we? Did we ever have him on? I don't think so. Oh, all right. So that'll be a first for us. We've been talking to him about XMR bizarre stuff at some point, and we were talking to the MoneroCon folks. We said somebody should come on and give the rundown on MoneroCon to psych people up for it because I know they're doing a fundraiser. And apparently, yeah. Rico yep. is, is the guy that's uh, highly involved in that. So he'll be jumping that's on. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, without further ado, let's let's move it along. Big show today. And I know people want to get back to kind of hanging out with the fam for the for the long Thanksgiving Day weekend. So I guess let's uh, let's get going. Of course. Price report. In that price report. <laughs> The Monerotopia Price Report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. What's up, broskies? Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, Hello. Yes, we're here. Thank you, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Did the best I could to find some turkey here in Mexico. I don't know how to say stuffing in Spanish, so some rice. It's tur- I feel like turkey is a thing there for some reason. Did I have turkey in Mexico? Is turkey a thing in Mexico? Is that like common or not? Uh, I've seen duck more often than turkey, but at the same time, I always confuse the two words. One is pavo and the other is pato. I, I think pavo is turkey, but I-, I can never remember which one is which. Yeah. But yeah you're-, okay. you're-, you're much more likely to see duck here at a restaurant than turkey. All right. But, but you yeah. found some. You made, you, made, you made it on your own? You cooked it or... No, no, no. It's just a friend of mine. Actually, went out and went to the grocery store and and found one. Found some like the last two turkey legs, which is kind of funny because usually you know that's like the thing that goes first. But they had two giant turkey legs, so uh, yeah, it worked out all right. Nice. I'm assuming right. that day is just like an average day for most Mexicans. Yeah, I mean they've got Dia de Gracias and um, like I don't know. I want to say at least a third of the people I talk to are like, oh yeah, I used to live in the states, usually California. So I mean they know what it is. It's it's not like it's totally foreign to them. Nice. But, um, Dia, yeah. Dia de Gracias. I never even heard of that. When is that? Yeah, that's uh, Thanksgiving. The day. Oh, they do it on the same day. I mean that's what they call it. Okay. Like, that's what I've heard people say. El Dia de Gracias. Oh. So which is you know the day of thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing down there. That's cool. Nice. And then I yesterday, so- I used the. Um, you know, I I feel a little bit bad. I could have kind of warned you guys last week that. Um, that the Black Friday sale on TradingView is always like, I mean, it's like a 75% discount. So for example, you can get TradingView Pro, which is normally six $700 for like $250 on Black Friday. But I think that ended, I think that ended like it at 12 last night. You might still check if you, you know, if you pay for the TradingView subscription, which like 
if you do any trading, I kind of recommend that you do. Um, but uh, they have a Cyber Monday sale instead. Oh, okay. Well, there you Up go. To seventy percent off plus one free month. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Right on. So they, I guess it's all weekend then. Yeah, it's a good time to to get your subscription um, for TradingView if you if you're inclined to pay for it. Um, all that wave magic stuff that I show you guys, it's like it prints like six to seven hundred lines on the chart. So yeah, they definitely make me pay them to uh, to be able to put that much stuff on a single chart. So uh, yeah, we had um, the big news this week is that um, CZ, unfortunately, sadly, will not go to prison. Uh, he'll only pay a, a meager $4 billion um, to avoid jail time. I and can't for the remember... totally wrong reasons, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and then the money is like not even going to um, to FTX. So what, part of the finding was that um, was that he was part of the FTX collapse. Like he helped to make that happen, um, which we already kind of knew, basically. Uh, and Sam Bankman already knew. Yet Sam Bankman will go to prison for a long time and, and CZ just has to pay $4 billion. So that's that's interesting. I mean, we don't really know how long Sam is going to go to prison, but he's been there, you know, for months now. Um, I can't remember if he's like admitting to like a criminal thing and he's like, yeah, I, I screwed up, you know, and here I'm going to pay the fine or whatever. But at any rate, he's not going to jail. And some new guy named Richard Tang is taking over. Um, he's been part of Binance for a while and um, he's a WEF uh, World Economic Forum member. Um, although recently, you know, Yay. it seems like that may or may not be just because their their face is on the website that may or may not actually mean much um yeah i've yeah, noticed so, that a lot where there's some people who just faces on there and i i think it's sometimes by happenstance and not because they're actually really like a part of it yeah like they might have attended a conference they might have made a speech like yeah. 4 years ago if you had said yo anthony you want to go talk to the wef you know to the world economic forum and about monero. some stuff yeah i'd be like hell yeah i'll go talk about monero and then all the anarchists would be like, yo, this guy is a WEF agent. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a little silly, right? Yeah. Go on, because we saw that with Malay, right? That was a big thing with Malay this week. Everybody was like, Yeah. Was yeah, it was kind of yeah. funny because I was like, Yeah, that's not good. He's a WEF member. And then luckily some other people um did the research and they're like, No, here's the video of him talking. It was 2014. Oh, and by the way, how many of you that are like dissing Malay because he went to the WEF once? How many of you even knew what the WEF was in 2014? Like <laughs> You know, back then we, we didn't quite know. Um, but yeah, so this guy Richard Tang is going to take over uh, Binance. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it, get into it more with the news. But just what what really happened with the Binance thing? Why is he paying four bill? Like what? So what was the findings? Like what? Bank Secrecy um, Act so, violation, right? Was that was that, was that was say that? again? Bank Secrecy Act violations. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, probably uh, like not complying, uh, not with money transmitter because I think they have those licenses, but like. I mean, money laundering and and who knows whatever, like they've probably got some rap sheet that they haven't released to the public that they were presenting CZ with and that they were like, listen, take the deal or we're going to hit you with all of this stuff. Uh, or it's possible that the dude was basically just an insider all along. I lean towards that, towards that speculation um, more than anything. Um, oh, like, I feel like Sam Bankman was... market manipulation? I don't, yeah, I don't know if they, um, I, I really should go read the the uh the official release which i didn't i kind of just like went with the headlines and and a couple of my friends that kind of took a look um but i mean yeah it's basically like we know that cz's list of crimes are long and the stuff that binance has been doing um to people has been pretty bad uh i mean i think the big ones are are the lack of kyc intentionally serving u.s customers pretending like oh you know you just have to have an ip that's outside of the u.s um wink wink nudge nudge uh but we don't serve u.s customers 
so there's that you know it's like the kyc stuff it's all it's all the the, the stuff that they usually get people right, so right, um right. but i mean you know we also like we we know that Binance there's there's something like 800 700 complaints with the federal trade commission about people saying hey Binance froze my funds they won't release them um it's been months and and i can't there's nothing i can do uh, i have a friend that <clears throat> that had a pretty significant sum of cash at Binance back in like 2021 and he got his funds frozen as well and they would not respond to him uh, or like they would send him you know just boiler boilerplate bullshit emails like, oh, we're working on getting your funds restored, blah, blah, blah. And finally, after months had gone by, he got a lawyer to send a demand letter. And what do you know? Like a week later, they released. So this happens. Like we just know that they've been selectively scamming customers. And obviously with Monero, we know they fractionally reserve. Um, so it's just like their list of crimes is is long. The list of their bullshit is long. Um, who knows ex what exactly um, that, that uh, you know, maybe under the table or behind closed doors, they were threatening CZ with. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he basically had to settle because there's no chance he could have held anything. He would have gone to jail with, with, uh, Sam Bankman if he'd gone to trial. That's Do we think this, could this be the beginning of the end of, uh, paper Monero on Binance of fractional reserve? I wouldn't, or, um, I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. Like I, mean, I um, saw most of the, just like initially look at the articles, the, the main things they were charging them for were the things that didn't really matter as much. Not the, not the scamming customers but more of the not complying with the bank secrecy act mm -hmm. yep. so yeah but we'll look at that later of course all right, all right. i mean that that sounds like them like they they really like in their court filings they really focus on their authority and and their scribbles and they rarely focus on like the real hardcore stuff that you've done to victimize people johnny uh, getting you know, scammed doesn't a, matter to uncle yeah. sam yeah, like that's just their mo that's just how they that's how they go about it so well anyways uh you know uh price news kind of out of the way for the most part um let's see we could start here with crypto yeah why not uh we'll start with bitcoin actually you know what monero's looking pretty good right now let's start with monero so the us dollar price we're bumping up against our sort of horizontally challenged area with this uh dotted line right there with any luck um we'll be breaking through that pretty soon y you would think like that it should. Overall, this is a kind of pattern. This is strength. You, you expect this kind of thing to bump to the upside, break the resistance, and then uh, and then start bumping up along the uh, the more long term line here. So, <clears throat> um, we've also got the the uh, the ratio, the XMR BTC ratio, um, has been underperforming um, as we talk about very often. You know, we've got the uh, we've got the correlation here to the total crypto market cap, or maybe it's towards Bitcoin, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, total crypto market cap. Yeah. So Monero just like is inversely correlated. When crypto goes up, the ratio of XMR BTC tends to go down. Um, and we could also put this in, in terms of Bitcoin. It would be the same chart, basically. Um, so it looks like things are kind of trying to find a bottom here. You'll notice I've drawn this new line right here. And this is our very long-term view, obviously. So we'll zoom out here. We're looking at now like the, the past four years. And, and you'll notice that uh, we can now draw a nice little happy support line right here. Um, Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this holds. But, uh, you know, if things are really looking up for crypto, then um, it we might spend some time down here on this line, uh, just kind of hanging out in this area. So, um, you know, right now, like things look optimistic for, um, let's just say they look optimistic for uh, the ETF approval. That seems like that's going to happen. Um, I don't know if sooner than later, but it, it is looking optimistic. Um, I actually I saw an article that, that where where Gary Gensler congratulated um, Bitcoin on the white paper. And, and then he warned all the other crypto projects to they're, they're coming for them, something like that. Um, but um, yeah, in, in terms of like, in terms of the ratio here, 
it, it does seem like we're going to have some problems. It does seem like crypto wants to continue being optimistic. Um, if the ETF gets approved, I would be slightly worried that, um, you know, that could be another top. Um, it seems to have been the case that when some major inclusion in the financial world happens, that does tend to correlate with the top. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't expect too much from the ratio here at the moment. Um, we talked a little bit about this last week, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll cover it once more here. This is the market cap, the XMR market cap dominance, and we still have a kind of head and shoulders in play here. Um, but it's really like, like we talked about, we really needed to break this line. We needed to hold above here. And that would be like basically the confirmation that the head and shoulders um, is in play. So that's like the final confirmation there. And we didn't get that. Instead, we broke down from that line. Now, again, things could continue bumping up against here and then break later. And because this is such a very large pattern for the past two, almost three years now, um, you know, this this is not invalidated, but, um, you know, it's it would be better if we saw this thing come to the upside, break to the upside. So. We'll just have to wait weeks and perhaps months until this thing decides to do whatever it's going to do. Uh, head and shoulders don't always have to play out. I've noticed lately they seem to work pretty well. Um, but, you know, it, it's always kind of like a probabilities thing. And uh, <laughs> at best, you're looking at probabilities of getting on the right side of, of various of various chart patterns. And, and you're hoping that those probabilities play out. And at worst, it's more like tea leaves. So... Uh, you kind of have to understand which markets you're looking at and um, like the opportunities and moments where things can can break, where things can where like the picture is fuzzy, things aren't lining up. And you say, well, it's probably lower probability. It's probably closer to tea leaves or in the case of like 2021, when sort of everything lined up or earlier this year, you're like everything lined up in January. You're like, no, it's it's time to go. Uh, OK, so here is the divergences really just basically oscillating around zero. Um Again, so Binance, Binance looks like it's coming back into play. There was a period of time where it looks like Qcoin, uh, and it still kind of looks like Qcoin is now making big movements. So I wonder if, I do wonder, like, crypto insiders, et cetera, like, we know Binance fakes their volume, shit like that. So I wonder if they're going to kind of move some of that stuff to a new exchange. Maybe it's Qcoin. I don't know. Uh, but Binance is going to have to be on better behavior uh, from here on out. But, you know, that... I wouldn't expect that to necessarily stop the crypto cabal. And we need those guys to pump our bags, even and including Monero. Uh, not not exactly. I mean, they'll try and like suppress our price, but you know, we're gonna go along with the rest of the market as the market goes up. So let's go to Bitcoin. Take a look. First of all, down here, you can see the GBTC premium. Actually, let's zoom in a little bit. I always forget forget that it's hard to see these charts on 1080p. Um Okay, so uh, on the bottom here is the GBTC premium. You can see that continues to close now at minus 14%. So even on like GBTC, the ticker on the NASDAQ, which is not, all right, it's, it's only based on the Grayscale Trust. It's not based on a proper spot ETF. Um, so they can't really balance their books in such a way to peg the price properly to Bitcoin. So that's why you see this divergence. Um, they can't actually sell Bitcoin. So right now, uh, the, this ETF, the the sorry, the Grayscale uh, Bitcoin trust is trading at a minus 14% to its actual value to the net asset value of the Bitcoin that they hold in this trust. So this has been closing. This is something that absolutely must happen. If we think a bull market is going to happen, it, it's just with it being negative, even just psychologically, it's like, okay, there's institutional FOMO and they're going to buy our bags. Sure they are. Why, then, then why is this trading at minus 14% to the spot price of Bitcoin? If there was institutional FOMO, you should see a bunch of like finance bros coming in here to buy this up at a free 14% spread. 
I'm almost kind of surprised at this moment that it hasn't closed to zero because at, at the moment with the ETFs looking the way they are, this almost looks like a free 14. Um, but who knows, right? Who knows? It's probably some explanation and I just don't know what. Okay. So here's the Bitcoin price. And you can see that in sort of a big picture we've got uh, since since the end of last year, really for the past year, we've got this um, this line right here. It's a resistance line. And then you, you could also you could also draw it like this. Um, so we're kind of like in this zone, basically. We're we're like chilling out in this zone uh, on our way up. I say our, you know, I don't know how much I really hold Bitcoin I, a little bit here and there um, because of the liquidity, because everybody uses it. Uh, but what we're looking at here is like the promise, the potential that that this this rising resistance could get broken. And in a bull market, you do rate you do break rising resistance to the upside. So you'll notice that uh, sort of like the big horizontal area of significance would be drawn right around here, around the 48,000 area. Um, it does very much look like Bitcoin wants to do that. Like you've got you've got the sentiment that's there. You've got the stock market is running. Um, you have liquidity getting pumped into the market still, like from the reverse repos, for example. And of course, the government printing a, a cool trillion or so every quarter. So like all of the things are looking like this, this could really happen. So um, and then you'll notice also that previously kind of like, okay, we bumped up, up, up and then fell, but that was also, there was a wedge pattern here. And that was like, that was a pretty clear wedge pattern amidst a situation that, um, that liquidity was still contracting. So it was easy to say that was going to go down there. Um, that was like last year in August. Uh, but then we only like just barely wick touched that line, but now we're like sitting here, bump, 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 like just hanging up at the top of this line. Um, this is exactly the kind of thing you would, you would want to see, um, to think that you could break this line. So uh, Bitcoin looking optimistic, still markets still looking optimistic. Um, like, so for example, um, uh, we've got a number of different shit coins here. Well, some of them shit, some of them just coins. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll see that FTT had this big, massive pump because, um, there's the speculation that, that, uh, they're going to reform the exchange. They're going to put someone new on top of it. People are going to get repaid, whatever. Um, it doesn't matter like in positive times of happiness and exuberance, um, or the path leading to exuberance, people people just say, "Oh shit, FTT token, you know, just make a comeback. The cases are resolving. We're going to get the FT ETF, uh, Bitcoin, and then Ethereum, and and uh, yeah, FTT is probably going to pump." So everyone just kind of says that, and then even if they don't, like insiders can just like start pumping the coin and then just dump on everyone. Like so, they massively pump it, and then everyone gets excited. They buy into it, and then they dump their bags and look to the market. Um, you'll see that Link is still like basically top performer here. Um, there are other coins though. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think I put soul on here. Why didn't I put soul? That, that's another big one. That's like a, that was a Sam Bankman, uh, pumped token. XMR is in red, um, because Bitcoin already had kind of orange. Um, I tried to make it burnt orange. I'm sorry. I didn't be true to our colors here, but you can see the red. Um, so overall XMR is actually doing pretty well relative to itself. Um, and relative to the pack, Litecoin still kind of at the bottom of the market, BNB at the bottom of the market with with BNB getting resolved, like with, with Binance getting resolved, maybe there's the potential that BNB could like be the next big pump here coming up. I probably won't bet on that. Um, I'll probably just keep the positions I have and then look for exit opportunities um, if we get to like very clear levels. So for example, like Bitcoin getting to the 48,000 area, 45 to, you know, say 50. To me, that's a very clear exit area. Um, if you're a long-term trader, you take profit right there. You hope for a better re-entry. If you're wrong, you know, and it continues like going to the moon and okay, you just say, all right, well, I was wrong and I'm going to have to buy up, buy higher. But I mean, that's the danger of being a trader, right? Which is why people hodl. Um, and 
the easiest times to me are the bottom of the market and the top of the market, right? Like we have big statistical metrics we can look at. You've got macro liquidity situation that, that you can examine. The, the, the picture is very clear to me at the bottom and the top, but it's the interim. It's the in-between that's a little bit harder to tell, right? Because um, you might have less liquidity, so it might be easier to, to move the market one direction or the other. Um, so you can, you can see bigger, wilder swings when you're sort of in the interim. Uh, so, you know, I mean, really, I think your best bet, your best strategy personally is to, is to try and identify those massive macro trends and then DCA in and DCA out. So, um, 45,000, 50,000, that's a point to me, that's an opportunity that you can DCA out. Um, if for no other reason, then that, that is very likely to be a big point of resistance. Um, let's take a look, let's take a look at the, um, at the stable coin because, you know, we haven't looked at them in a while. So here we go. Uh, green is USDT, uh, the market cap of USDT, and then white is the market cap of USDC. So interestingly enough, um, the stablecoin dominance has been rising. Uh, sorry, not dominance. Uh, the stablecoin, um, the USDT, like total market cap is now above its all-time high when Bitcoin was at 65, 70K um, in 2021. So I find that interesting. And, you know, how much can we really believe that this is real? Probably a significant amount of it is real. Like there's probably China demand. There's probably this and that. And, um, you know, it it does. I do still kind of like the idea, the theory that it's probably hard to exit out of USDT. I know that that uh, Bitfinex will be like, we always redeem and we're so good about that. And they probably mostly only redeem to themselves and their friends and give everyone else shit. You know, it's like, oh, you want to buy our coin here? We'll sell it to you. No KYC, no problems. But you want to exit the coin. Oh, suddenly we follow the law here and you've got to provide you know, everything like all right, I won't be lewd today, but you know, they're going to like bump up the extra KYC requirements and, and exchanges have all been known to do this. Like it's like the, uh, it's, it's the doge versus the buff doge meme, you know, where it's like the, you know, if you, if you want to get in like, Oh, well, it's fine. You can just buy, we barely KYC you hardly at all. But if you want to get out, well, then we're going to require like one level after another of proving who you are. And it's not always the case that they always do that, but I think they select to do that. Right. Because you can't do it to everyone because then everyone gets pissed off. But if you do it to a select few people, you know, you can um, you, you can make a slight difference there in the exit uh, in the competition for exit liquidity. Um, OK, so anyways, the idea here is that USDC people are selling off USDC because you can actually redeem it. Um, and uh, and then uh, so that market cap is going down, uh, whereas USDT has the opportunity to keep pumping their own market cap. So uh, let's take a look really quickly here at the Bitcoin, uh, like the one hour. There we go. Bitcoin one hour chart. So basically things are continuing up in this uh, in this rising channel here. Um, you'll notice. So these are parallel lines, right? So this is the reason that it's drawn this way. I know that like like this line right here, you're kind of like the very top line. Like, wait, hang on, but it broke through and it's all dirty. And why is that line? You know, there's only those two points. The reason is because this parallel channel is, is about the best way. It's like close to the best fit. You would draw this line. Did I do the numerical analysis to prove and say this is the best fit line? No, I didn't do that for this. But, you know, you can basically eyeball it and get close enough. So, I mean, again, like you think, OK, you want to see this eventually break to the upside. Um, we, we sort of had this situation all year long where where Bitcoin like had the opportunity to break through rising resistance. And it just continually had troubles where it would like it would it would pump up to the upside. It looks like it's going to break and then it would fall back down. So I don't like that. I don't like exactly that it that it looks kind of like that, right? Where we had the same story for the entire year where it's like, we're going to break rising resistance and keep going. And then you just like bleed out. But at a minimum, at least in this case, things have continued to follow the upwards channel um, and have not bled out. Things have not gone on a, on a long downturn. So 
Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just overall, like the picture looks like the targets are obvious. Like you want to get there. You're going to try and reach for 45. The ETF's coming um, maybe sooner than later. Who knows? The, the Binance stuff is now resolved, right? Because there was this, this big concern that, okay, are they going to like take down Binance? Because the takedown of Binance would have been massively price negative. Now, CZ's got to come up with $4 billion. So maybe that's slightly price negative in and of itself. But I mean, I got to believe that they can come up with that money somehow. Uh, I think I saw, <laughs> and I didn't verify it, but someone was like, yeah, like the day after um, he settled, they uh, there was like this big movement, or maybe it was like the day before, um, there was this big movement of Tether to the tune of $4 billion, uh, which is which is kind of like how in, um, when the New York Attorney General fined Bitfinex um, $18.1 million, the very next day they printed $18.1 million of Tether, <laughs> uh, <laughs> presumably to pay the fine. You're like, wow, that's funny. They just they just find you for printing fake tether. So you printed fake tether to pay the fine. Um, <laughs> you gotta love the the hilarity of that. Um, at least at least we can laugh at the troll that that Paolo really is. Um, even though kind of a bit of a scammer. Um, you know, but whatever. Like I think the the whole fact of the tether mechanism and everything that is a form of leverage that helps to pump the price and that really pumps your bags up. And if you're smart enough to exit at the top of those leverage bubbles, like that's massively lucrative. Um, and they know it. So. Um, I think it's negative for adoption because people that get wrecked above 50,000 and have to wait two years to get their money back. Um, those people, you know, a lot of them leave and they never come back. It would be better if we slowly, steadily gained. And what's crazy is that I think it was Gian, I can't remember his name, Devasini, Giancarlo Devasini, like the guy that actually is like top dog at Tether because Paulo is just the CTO. Um, but the guy like on BitcoinTalk.org forum in like 2012 or something, something like early on, he was like, these massive price spikes aren't good for adoption. Um, you know, it would be better if we had slow, steady gains uh, like the stock market. And I was like, holy shit, this guy, like, that's interesting that, that he really, you know, that he would have said that. And now he's like, the, now he's the CEO of Tether, um, one of like the big owners. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, yet I digress. Here we are on gold and gold has basically recovered. Um, you know, we hit this line. It was kind of like the line you sort of expect, um, sort of a topping line. Um not a top, sorry, not a topping line, but you know, a spot for resistance. Um, things are back here again, you know, after coming down, probably this is going to break to the upside. I wouldn't expect gold to necessarily just like immediately take off. Um, but if it does, that tells us that we're probably like, if gold really like breaks to new all-time highs, that tells us we are in a new bull market. And um, yeah, there'll be pullbacks along the way, but it, it tells us we're in a new bull market. Um, I'm actually starting to get pretty concerned that inflation is going to make a big return. They, funny enough, a big bull market could actually delay the return of inflation because if everyone sees that, what are they going to do? They're going to keep their money in the stock market. They're not going to sell their stuff. They're not going to you know, go buy new cars and stuff. They're going to be like, shit, I can make a 2X, a 5X, a 10X here. I better be in the market. I better take out a loan, which has the effect of printing money. And of course, those loans get pumped into the market. So um, you know, we could get into another bull market and we could have sort of like a hiatus on inflation. And you'll notice last time what happened we had massive a massive run on everything after covid and then uh and we had very little inflation until like right at the end of 2021 it started you know getting to be a problem uh and then it was just like terrible inflation even as the markets were crashing so that's like that's i would expect a similar thing to play out here that that the inflation will probably be generally not not going too crazy i mean there's always inflation the prices are never coming back down you're still like readjusting mentally to the new prices you know to the new level but um Anyway, so the point is here that if gold makes starts making a big run to the upside, um, that's like 
that's a very big clue to us that uh, that a new bull market is is in progress. Um, you know, in terms of the chart, you would kind of expect this thing to get up here, maybe spend some time doing that, and then break to the upside. But things don't always have to unfold like that, right? Like things can unfold in in interesting ways. Like gold could do this, that. And then that, right? Like, and that could happen early next year. That could happen mid next year, or maybe this thing, you know, does that and waits until almost 2025. Um, so in terms of like the four year cycle, you would say that, well, 2025 would be like the big year, you know, the headliner year that usually stuff happens, you know, things start making their crazy big gains beyond their previous all time highs. Um, but you know, things don't have to look exactly like the previous time. So, um, finishing up here pretty soon. We've got the reverse repos, and this thing continues to just dump, dump, dump to the downside. I read, I read an interesting thread that talked about the, that the Fed is basically they're, they're having the the U.S. Treasury, the government, the Fed, all of them. The last Treasury sale that they did, I think it was about a month ago, they had significant problems. Like no one wanted to buy their shit ass debt. So what they're saying is that what this guy was saying is that all of this money parked at the reverse repo is getting less percentage than you would on like a short term. Uh, on a short-term bond. So here's the bonds, for example. And you'll notice, so the white here is the overnight federal funds rate. The reverse repo rate is slightly below that. So you'll notice that you could be in a one-year, let's take a look, make sure we get this right, a six-month. Um, oh, let's see. Let's just. You could be in at least like a six-month or a one-year um, bond and still getting like a higher rate. So what he's saying is that basically they're, they're getting, they're encouraging people that are holding um, at the reverse repo facility to swap that out. Um, for treasuries, right, to sort of make up the shortfall that the government can't sell enough treasuries to meet their um, to meet their need. So um, probably a lot of that is is continuing, like that liquidity coming into the market is continuing to drive um, the bull market. That's um, you know I wouldn't call this like a, a necessarily a macro bull market yet. You know you you basically you have to break all time highs to really claim that it's a macro bull market. But this is the Nasdaq right here. Um, in green is the uh, is the U.S. liquidity. Right. So that takes into account like everything. Right. We're talking M2, reverse repos, um, the the Treasury balance sheet, the Federal Reserve balance sheet. So even though the Federal Reserve is still kind of contracting their balance sheet, um, a lot of liquidity is still flooding into the market, which is probably, you know, a big thing that explains this big rise in the stock market. So um, as long as these mechanisms continue to unfold, it seems like the macro picture would say that the direction is up. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's. Just seems to be the case. And you'll notice, funny enough, like energy, oil, still doing relatively okay. $75 like for a barrel of oil. That's not bad. That's that's what we've been like. That's You can see that historically for the last uh, really two decades, just about, you know, we're slightly, no, nah, I mean, we're just, we're in trend. Like we're basically in trend. Okay. Yeah. You know, you had the crazy crash down here, but um, overall, like this is middle of the road for the past two decades on the price of oil. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just the big macro picture right now, just things look like they're like, they want to continue going up. Um, I think that's about all, um, uh, unless let me just check. But, uh, yeah. I saw a lot of people pumping Xano this week in the privacy tech community. Did you, uh, I did don't you know. I, um, I mean, I have a confession. I don't, I don't really pay much attention to too much else going on in the privacy, the privacy coin world. I, it's like. Listen, I want to see Monero adopted. Like Monero's the best version of a privacy coin that we have right now. And we need a shelling point. We're already divided enough. We're already small enough. Like if and when Monero is adopted at let's just say the same level of big same level as Bitcoin. And um, 
you know, there's like, it's, it's just broadly used that then, okay, like let's explore other coins. But, um, you know, for the meantime, we just, we don't need them. Like Monero functions really well. There's, I can't see why I would use Xano. Yeah. What, yeah. What, yes. What did you see? Um, well, people just been talking about it this week. You know, Xano does some things different, you know, it's, it's different than Monero, right? Monero is trying to be purely digital cash. Xano is got some kind of hybrid, like, yeah, they, they're building confidential yeah, they're hybrid proof of work, proof of stake. Um, they're kind of trying like to actually. trying to be the, the Ethereum of of privacy coins, kind of going down that that road. I thought that was um, what's the Tari? Tari, what? No, Tari. What, what's up with Tari? Like, is it ever gonna? Did it ever I mean, launch? I don't know. I would love. Like, I would love to. You know, have Fluffy Pony come on and talk about that. I haven't I haven't heard much about it. I heard people talking actually at when I was at La BitConf last week. Really? Uh one evening. No, we just ran into some hardcore Monero people and they were talking about Tari. Like uh, okay. You know, like can't wait till it launches. Yeah. Yeah, there was whatever. the momentary like kind of miss we'll just call it a misconception that Tari was gonna be like Monero's layer two. It's like but even even Rick was like, No, that's that's not that's not the case. He he kind of put it yeah. into that. Yeah. Which was nice to see because like no, that's that's definitely not the case. To say that would be a bit of shilling. Yeah, that was the original thought when it was coming out, right? That was like kind of the original meme. Like it's going to be layer two for Monero, and that just quickly realized that's not the case. I, I bet um, you like their design was somewhat open, and they were like, "Well, maybe we could do this and this and that." And as they like narrowed down the design focus, they're like, "No, nah, no, that's that's really not going to be." Yeah, really, its only connection to Monero is that it's merge mined with Monero, right? Yeah, that's I was disappointed to see. They like only did one third merge mining. Like it, it was supposed to be fully merge mining, and then they they like changed that. Yeah, but Zano, Zano, as you know, I mean the the creator, the guy behind it, is the guy that's um, supposedly created the first implementation of of the Monero software, right? Oh, interesting. Um, so it's it's interesting for from from that perspective. Um, and then I'd did say also interesting. Yeah, he sp- he spoke at Monerotopia. Yeah, okay. we had we had a. Got the whole Zano team down there. That's right. It's, I really enjoyed his speech, actually. Like, projects are, yeah, yeah. Like, I res- I respect their their approach and what they're you know they're trying to just be an honest uh, tech project, right? Um, so I appreciate them for that. Um, and they're contributing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, they're trying to like um, accomplish. Yeah, I mean, you got to got to respect that. You know, the guy who found it is the original. You know, the guy who originally implemented essentially the first version of Monero software. So res- respect to that. But it, it's the it's it's there. And then the other interesting thing is you had Co work on it, right? He he helped um develop Zar I think what do they call it? Zarcanium. They're they're basically their proof of stake method. And Co helped develop that because it was it was a it was a breakthrough, right? So it was the first time in crypto to do essentially be able to do proof of stake privately. So huh. there, there are some things. But I, this... I wouldn't say it's uh you know, and if you listen to him, he has the utmost respect for Monero, uh Andre. Because he knows, he knows it's the most successful privacy coin. Oh wow! This thing is done. Jesus, the past nine days, it's done. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said to, ch- to check on it. Yeah, and then I saw, I saw like Vic tweeted it out. Um, yeah, Vic was like buying Xano. I think is what he was like saying. The price. Damn it! This is one he that I should not have One missed. transaction or something like that. Yeah, no, you, should not, you were there. You were there at Monerotopia. Where was, what, I mean, know? he was like, I, I like he was one of my one of the speakers I liked more. Like I was like, yeah, this guy is like. He's he's not being tribal. He's not like oh, we can't do proof of stake. It's evil. You know, he was exactly. bringing good arguments. He had seemed to have like a good depth of knowledge, and 
I remember like at the time I was like, yeah, I should check out the Xano thing. And then somehow I, I, I guess I just dropped it in my mind. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh. the money you said. Zero founding know. Policy, you know, like certainly somebody to respect. And he's this continuing. Definitely, maybe I should still YOLO something onto this anyways. Like <laughs> 3X is nothing for a new coin. A, I mean, this thing just started trading in the July. Bottom. That, that, was, that must have been Vic's it's Extremely slow market cap. Uh, yeah. Like, what is it? What's the market cap on it? It's like, all right. I think it's all you sleuths out there. These three days are where Vic was buying. See if you can track down his address. Maybe shake him <laughs> out for out. some Xano. Be like, yo, Vic, give us, give us, put Xano on, on the, uh, <laughs> on Cake Wallet. I guess, that's, I, I guess that's what's happening, right? If he's buying it all up. You want me to, uh, to bring that up in the next standup? <laughs> if he adds it like in the next month, like we'll be like, yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, he, he I, I could definitely set that direction. I think he might have mentioned it already in the past. Maybe not. But I think the other big news was they're going to get listed on an exchange because they're not really listed on any major exchange. It's only, what's that shitty? Coinex. Uh, Coinex. Shitty. No, no, no. Uh, Trade Org. Trade Ogre. Oh. Trade Ogre. I think that's like the only exchange. Yeah, it's just Coinex and Trade Ogre. Just those two. So that, that Coinex, probably could have been it because if they're getting big? out. Um, I don't know. Do you know, buddy? Is Coinex what? Is Coinex big? Is that like a, a large oh, exchange? Um, it seems maybe. like it's popped up and it's it's been listing coins um for a while now, for like the last year or so. I keep seeing it like a lot of times coins that are new that I can't find anywhere else, like a chart will be on Coinex. So I don't know if it's big, but it seems like it seems like there's potential. One of the largest pumps for Monero that I remember is when Monero got added to the exchanges in uh, Korea, in South Korea. That was like mm. overnight Monero, like tripled in price. Or, that was like 2017. Or no, yeah, it was insane. And it was really because it got had gotten added to the exchange. Um, I mean, in retrospect, that's what it seems like. So I mean, these small cap coins, when they get added to large exchanges, I guess it's, it's a significant event, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, actually the past few months have really taught me something. I, um, you know, like I told you guys, I basically bounced out of my long-term trading stack, but I said, all right, I could be wrong. I'm not too sure. I'm not totally sure where the market's going to go. I just want to protect my stack, but I'm going to put some like, you know, some small percentage of my, of my net or my crypto net onto these like outside players that if I'm wrong, they should just bounce crazy. Um, so yeah. Link was one of them. Um, Tau Bit Tensor is another one that's like this thing has done 10x almost uh, in the past month, like in the past 30 days, it's done almost 10x. Um, I should have bought some Soul. I don't know why I didn't. That would have been a good like just you know outside play. Um, but yeah, like so that's kind of a lesson for me. Like shit, man, you can get some pretty sweet gains even without having your main stack in play. Uh, Xano, here's another example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, I really don't gamble it's more so because of the time like that i just don't have the time or i don't want to yeah. devote that energy to it but in theory it's great like so is is anybody successfully being like a financial advisor for crypto are there like are there services being offered where you know somebody you give somebody x amount of crypto and they basically manage it for you i mean i'm sure there's crypto it. hedge funds i don't i've never really looked into trying to find one um, not even hedge funds like i like like you can do it right obviously there's, yeah, there's regular body. Can just hire a body to right? like, like, manage my crypto. like if i give you I, I was gonna have this conversation with you offline but just in theory right this idea this concept is that being done whether it's you or somebody else i'd have to imagine. i'm assuming i'm assuming that um so first of all yes but most of them are probably just like deals that people make between each other um which i've seen a couple of those happen and uh, i 
it's like you really better trust the person and know the person well and even then it could be a problem it's not um, even trust it's like the person may you know you may, you may just end up in a scenario where like money's lost right and then you're like feeling bad about the situation right it, yeah it has to be very professionally done the other thing too is like when it's not your money you know it's easier to like you're not going to okay. make the same decisions with other people's money as you are with your own money because the loss doesn't right. hurt as much right but it'd be but, cool um, to do I mean, it in like a multi-sig way, right? You have somebody managing it and then like you have to, to sign for them to trade or something. It would be cool if exchanges did something where it's like there's a login for view only. Like you can't make right. any trades, but you can see what's happening. So it's like, okay, if someone's managing your funds, you can log in and see all the trades that are being made so that you know that they didn't like run away with your funds. Um, right. I'm sure there's got to be some companies, some corporations out there that do like crypto management of funds, stuff like that. Um, but I don't really know of any. I have. I've never tried to look, like track that down though. So you're right. Just throwing some business ideas at you, man. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> idea. It, it definitely you need a lot there's of some, permits. There's some iter- iterations. I feel you can do of it to kind of keep it decentral. Like um, maybe where you're not directly the one, you know, placing the investments, but you're advising on a like close basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could probably Just do something that. on um, like a smart contracts platform where there's a contract, people put money into it. And then, um, and then you've got some kind of manager that buys, you know, that uses the native decks on whatever the, it could be Ethereum, it could be Ethereum layer two, whatever. Um, and then that would all be fairly transparent. You wouldn't need an exchange to do that. Um, I mean, it, it's possible it's doable. I mean, to be completely honest for the past few months, I've, I mean, I haven't really like, so during, during the uh, run up in the bull market and then during basically 2022, all of that rundown, I mean, I was living, breathing markets the past few months i really haven't been like super hardcore into markets i mean i check the charts every day i spend maybe 30 minutes maybe an hour um just like looking around seeing what's going on um but i'm really not like hardcore into markets uh the past really maybe like six months even so um yeah i mean if it was a business you know you gotta like you gotta make that your life you gotta do that completely i hear you i'm I'm just looking at these a lot of people talking now because we brought up you're talking about gambat yeah he gambat jump on to, uh, man, jump on today. Actually, we don't even have to talk about Zano, just in general. Um, but seems to know the most about Zano out of any of us. He does. He knows a lot about Zano. His insight would be helpful. Yeah, j- jump on during viewers on stage. I also want to get his insight on Argentina and the yeah, play. Yeah, with. that too. Yeah, I've enjoyed Gonzalez's takes on Twitter lately. Yeah, he's he's on top of it. I, I was hoping to meet him down there in Argentina, but it didn't happen. Um, we will. Uh, Keep going. Let's keep let's keep moving. We got a long long show ahead. Body, stick around if you can. Will do. Thanks, right, guys. Man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Body, as always. All right, mm-hmm. going on to guest segment. Right. Let's do it. The Mineratopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange of Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All right, Recon Man. Hello. Hey, how's it going, man? It's good so to meet you. Excited to talk to you. I didn't even know you were going to be the guest today. Uh, we we spoke to some some MoneroCon people, and we said uh, it'd be great to have somebody come on the show this week that can talk about the upcoming MoneroCon and the fundraiser. And I didn't realize till this morning that it was you. So nice to have yeah, you I on. Just, yeah, I just volunteered um, a few days ago. They were just looking for someone, so I decided to. Uh, just say sweet i just feel like uh, i feel like you and i could just do a show one day too just uh, we, we need to do a proper monero talk we'd love to to get that's you a know, good idea general, 
story one, one of these days. Uh, but yeah, in terms of MoneroCon, thanks for jumping on, man. So sure. yeah, give us the lowdown. Are they the fundraisers still active, right? Yeah, the fundraiser is currently still active at funding.monerocon.com. Um, this year we're going independent funding uh, out of the CCS due to the recent incident. Um, yes. We're trying to become self-sustainable, like without over-reliance on donations. So we're like using BTC Pay and hopefully we can get some donations. I think right now we're around 6% of the goal. 6%? Okay. Yeah, let's get it up. Uh, let's try to share the screen here. Yeah, funding.monerocon.com is the yeah, uh, website. You want me to pull that up or do you get that, recommend? Or recommend, man. You can pull it up as well. You just hit the present button if you have it. Oh, um, sure. If you got, otherwise Tux can do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Sure. I haven't used this before. Are you able to do it? Yeah, I got it. No problem. Yeah, we got it. Um, yes. Yeah, so I haven't actually been keeping my eye on the CCS stuff since, since have done, doing a show on it with Arctic Mine and Justin. What do you, do you have? You been keeping an eye on that? Are there um, what are, what are the latest developments? So you guys want your own funding route rather than waiting for the CCS to be figured out, whatever the new version becomes. Um, but yeah, have you been keeping your eye on what the current thinking is in terms of direction that that's going to be headed in? Um, so far, not that much. After the first um, few days, I stopped following it. But from what I see, it's just there's been a lot of back and forth. There hasn't been any consensus yet. In the like Monero community channel, that's where they have these discussions. They had a meeting mm -hmm. today. And it does not seem that there has been a consensus so far. So yeah. I know they're talking about like multi-sig solutions and things like that, right? So I guess they just haven't figured out what exactly they want to do. Yeah, so I'm not sure if they're saying that the current multi-sig is just inadequate or if they're trying to find something new. So it's it's been pretty confusing so far. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully something better comes along. I think I think hopefully. ultimately it's, it's going to be for the best. It kind of forced an evolution to take place. Which yeah, I think was needed. Uh, so let's see, Monero Account Association. So how'd you guys how'd you guys uh, build this? Just curious. What are you guys using for this? Uh, this is BTC Pay Server. It's um, open source, and uh, mm -hmm. I think it has Monero support. But there was just a small tweak made to it. Um, it's being hosted right now by by myself. Yep. But, BTC um, Pay Server. Nice. Yeah. So this even, is even your little uh, even your little funding bar though is that like something you guys just built for this or? Which one? The um, the actual display that's showing the the amount raised. What are you guys that, using? I'm not sure. I think that's okay. just part of it. But I, I think that is just part of the, the application itself. AJS, I think, made the changes, so you can ask. Okay. Him. Yeah, that's. I'm just curious. Just curious. Um. So yeah, man. Tell us. Tell us more about it. I mean, I was at the last one. Were you at the last one? Did, did we I meet? I was not. <laughs> I was planning. I'm planning to come this year. I'm very excited. Okay, I was maybe not. You were there. Maybe. Maybe you were. Okay. So you weren't. Um. It was amazing. It was fantastic. So this year, it's going to be at the same venue, essentially the same time of year. They're going to move it a little bit, I think, make it a little earlier in June, right? Do they know the date? They do, I think, right? Um, so far, it's been reserved for the 7, 7 to 9 June 2024. So that's right. during like the blockchain week in Prague. Right. Yeah. So it's the same venue, right? Yeah. yeah it's the same venue. venue, which is a beautiful venue. I mean, it's very nice. It's it's cypherpunk or crypto anarchist headquarters of the world. <laughs> it's like fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. And they had the huge Monero logo in the window, which I think they've left up since. I think they have. It's beautiful to see them like really embracing Monero. For those like that don't really know the history, Parnelli Polis, it was 
the the cafe there the the bitcoin cafe is the was the first bitcoin cafe in the world that was the first place to like legitimately be out there selling something for bitcoin in i don't know i guess it was like 2011 um but a lot of the people involved in the project like Monero, so much so that they're allowing MoneroCon to throw the conference there for the second time in a row. And they essentially allowed them to reserve it during the best possible weekend to reserve it. Uh, so it overlaps with what's the other event? It's just they're just called Blockchain Week or something? Yeah, I'm, I don't have so much information about that, but yeah. just current, during Blockchain Week. And I was talking to AJ, like that, that's a big deal. Like, uh, and supposedly, uh, Ethereum usually has a very large presence during that time. So the whole Ethereum community, and I think they were angling to use this, this venue as well during that time. But MoneroCon got it, so uh, that's really cool. Uh, we're going to try to do a similar thing with Monerotopia. We're going to try to overlap with LaBitConf. It's just a good idea, right? So now, not only obviously this event, it's going to be. It's not going to be a Bitcoin event. Uh, it's MoneroCon. Everything's focused on Monero and privacy tech. But I'm sure if it's done during this week, we're going to be pulling in people that normally wouldn't be attending MoneroCon that just happen to be in the area. So that's cool. So it should be, I think, a packed event. It was a pretty good crowd last year. And I can only imagine it's probably going to be like double the size. So is uh, the Bitcoin happening? It was like, what, October this year, right? It was last week. We were just there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just last week. Yeah, so we're going to do it around the same time. They haven't settled on their date yet. We actually met with the guys that ran the conference this year at the day after La BitConf. We got them just for a nice. coffee. Uh, I was like, where are you? I was like, we'll come to you no matter where you are, name it. And uh, he was nice enough to meet with us. And Andres joined us and we had a nice little meeting, a little coffee meeting. And they're, they're totally down to collaborate with us. Or, That's you know, awesome. Even if we do the conference separately outside of La BitConf, They'll help promote it and vice versa, right? Because we'll we'll set it up where anybody that attends La BitConf will have a free ticket to Monero Topia. Yo, that could be that could bring like yeah more people. That's a yeah, to bring a lot. Yeah. We, yeah. We, got, we got we got a lot of ideas, but I don't I don't want to make this about Monero Topia right now because I have a ton I could talk about <laughs> with that. With the, I did. Monero. I was interested in um if you click on the view wallet, it goes to the uh, the Rhino wallet, which I'm guessing you guys are just using a two out of three oh, multi sig oh. Rhino wallet. Okay. So Rhino is a software multi-sig. Uh, I think yes. Rhino holds a key and then we hold a key. But this is used as like a hot wallet for... Um, so you, you guys are showing off what the CCS should be doing. I, I see what you're doing. Yeah. You yes. Ran off yes. Something like that. Sweet. What the CCS so, probably should have decided on by now. but. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, a cold wallet that has uh, a few multi-sig signers and uh, those will hold the majority of the funds, but kind of the... Uh, the hot wallet, which would be used for immediate payouts, is in the Rhino wallet. Beautiful. Yeah, we're gonna want to do a fundraiser for part of. I think for the uh, for the Copa Monero aspect of Monerotopia, I want to fundraise the the prize. So that, yeah, because you guys great. didn't really do any fundraising last year, did you? Or earlier this year, did you for Monerotopia? No, we've never we've never done fundraising. Yeah, no, it was entirely like did its own. We want it to be self-sustainable, which I see MoneroCon is talking. They want to move in that direction too, which makes sense, right? We like it's great that you know it's community event, but these these events need to be able to exist on their own, right? Yeah, not um, based on the volatility of the price or right. how much people want to pay. Looks like not. the only option is Monero, though, even though it's BTC Pay. Yeah, it was uh, modified by AJS. Um, I think we just did not want to handle multiple currencies. Well, I it's a conference, so I think that's only um, acceptable. <laughs> yeah, 
it's um, I think we were originally like looking at accepting Ethereum and Bitcoin as well, but that was ruled out. Oh, okay. Well, you, you should accept it and just exchange it into Monero. What the, are you guys holding it in Monero? You're holding your funds raised all in Monero? Um, so far, the plan has been to be to hold it in Monero and then cash out what is needed for the conference into fiat currency, but then keep okay. the rest in Monero. So just so we have the, the funds just in case since it's in the future. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, also yeah. have the ten percent volatility buffer just in case. Oh, added into what? What does this cost? Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's into the total price. Okay, gotcha. That's a good idea. I like that. Awesome, man. Uh, what else can we say about it at this point? So it's going to be, you know, in June. That's oh, that's another thing to mention. I mean, so if we last Monerotopia was in May, right? We had it on Cinco de Mayo, and then essentially a month later was MoneroCon. So it was a little intense. It was like back to back. It obviously ended up being fantastic. I went to both. But I think the ideally we'd be, you know, months apart, maybe even six months apart. So with doing Monerotopia in Buenos Aires, we'll, we'll move it to, you know, November, which would be like six months away from MoneroCon. Yeah, that I think was probably good. exhausting for you guys. Exhausting for really us. I felt like after we're... I felt like we were, you know, there's only so many resources in the Monero community. So we were like straining the community, right? I think it's better to spread yeah. it out. So each each event can be the focus at that time. We'll probably allow more people to go to both also since they're not so close together. Exactly. Definitely. Um, yeah. So where is Monero Topia happening? This, uh... We're thinking of doing it in Buenos Aires because uh, huh. we were just down there. Yeah. So a year from now in Buenos Aires, so we'll be there summer. We just came back. It's beautiful down there in the summer. It's fantastic. The food is amazing. The people are super chill. And it's just, there's an elect, there's a feeling of, of crypto in the air. Obviously, when you're at La BitConf, but even beyond that. Now that they get that major libertarian. Everybody knows cryptocurrency there. And everybody knows this concept of fiat being a scam. So they're all completely open to the concept of you know, like using it, That's, whatever uh, they need to do. Yeah, they're probably it. way more open to the concept of Monero than it is a lot for like trying to convince people, you know, about it, talk about it here because yes. they're probably already like so much in that system. Exactly. I just did a show on that to see. Uh, with somebody from Argentina talking about that concept. Yeah, so they're 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 ripe for adoption. So a year from now, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun environment because also Malay just won the election, and so he'll be a year in at that point. Um, it should be an interesting time to do a Monero. Hopeful skepticism, but apparently he's already dissolving the central bank. So that's wow. that's a good start. There is an interesting. I, I brought this up on the show I did this week yesterday. Um, it's interesting though, right? Like it's very exciting that he is the president there, right? And no, I, I I did not think he was going to win. I mean, this is the first time in any part of the world that we've had essentially a libertarian leader, right? Like freely libertarian. <laughs> Yeah, there's never, never in any part of the world at any time in history. So and it's he like, won by like a huge amount too. Wow. Like it was yeah. crazy, like ten percent. It, it really wasn't a vote for him. It was a vote for we'll do whatever the fuck we need to do to get out of this like fiat scam. So sure, we'll we'll take it. You know, it's not that everybody's a libertarian there now. So that's what people need to realize, right? So like that, that sixty percent that voted for him, they're not all like libertarians. They're just like I'm willing to try this guy out. But we, uh, you know, what's what's interesting, when I first saw it, I tweeted it out as like, this is good for Monero because, right, it, part of his policies is that he, he wants, you know, 
the best money to win, right? Let monies freely compete. So not like El Salvador, where it's going to be a Bitcoin-only country, right? I mean, the Maxis may try to push him in that direction, but if he lives up to what he's been saying, really, it's going to be an environment where you could use whatever type of money you want, and cryptocurrency itself would be considered money, um, perhaps no capital gains tax and stuff, and monies can just fairly compete. But I, I, I wonder if ultimately... Uh, there's going to be it's going to kind of take the gas pedal off a little bit for adoption down down there because if they move from the peso to the dollar that need to be to get out of the peso doesn't really exist anymore right well so while it's like, not as much it feels like all right we have this anarcho capitalist taking over it's going to become crypto land but on the other side the need for crypto is going to become less as they if they move to the dollar overnight so that's just my I mean they are going from one fiat scam to another fiat scam but a better fiat scam that's way better sure. than theirs so it's a great improvement for them but the need for crypto will still be there and i think it would be just because of how everyone like how how that's like readily used and adopted in a lot of places i think it'll still be easy to um try to get people to to use crypto for people to accept crypto crypto and stuff especially compared to like north america where they don't yeah. they just don't care they just don't care about it well you have the, they they have the, the the cuevas right the caves they call them where they're all over they're all over the the country yeah you, yep. can, you can trade your pesos for for dollars or vice versa or you could even trade crypto for dollars right and it's happening all over the and you basically you know, you can just walk in with cash and walk out with Monero. You can walk in with Monero, walk out with cash. That's like rare. There's really nowhere else in the world you can do that in a major city, right? You wow, can walk in, um, right? So that's things. yeah, that's going to kind of be potentially going away if if things work out as intended, right? So it's yeah. like we're we're hoping we want the problem. Things will ultimately become more free market overall, but the black market will become less uh, because, the, you know, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just being a realist of when I look at it, but that, that's my assessment. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Gombat will, will jump up and talk more about that. Um, so, yeah, anything else we could say about MoneroCon, man? Anything else you want to put out there? When are you, when are you looking to have the funds raised by? Um, we're planning to incorporate. Um, or get everything ready within the next month or so. So hopefully we'd like that for the next month, month and a half. Um, and we're also looking for some volunteers. We have um, weekly meetings uh, on the Monero Events channel and Matrix and IRC, Saturdays at 1700 UTC. So uh, we just need a few more people to come and, and uh, get together so we can get this done and hopefully be able to uh, organize. Sweet. And how much are the tickets going to be sold for? Do you know? Um, I do not know how much the tickets are going to be sold for. I think that's still being discussed. Um, so, yeah, the Monero Events channel, if anyone joins, I'm pretty sure that the discussions are open about the tickets, but I have not been following the uh, ticket price, what they're going to do regarding that. Sure, they'll, they'll keep them pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, well, it's not the same as last year or similar. Fundraiser. Yeah. All right, man. Um, yeah, feel free to stick around. We'll, we'll move on if, unless there's anything else you want to say about it. Uh, to anybody out there, I'd say, yeah, if you, you know, donate if you can. Um, they'll, they'll keep the ticket prices cheap for when the tickets come out, but I don't think they're going to come out for, for a while yet. And MoneroCon is it's going to be bigger and better. Uh, I'm fairly Definitely. certain. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. Anytime. Come on. And yeah, we'd love to uh, maybe we could do a proper Monero talk at some point. Hopefully. Well, talk to you in the future. All right. Thanks. Stick around if you can and you could comment on the news and whatnot. Uh, um, let's going to have to go, but thank you very much. No worries. Again. All right, man. Thank you so much. Good to actually meet you. And talk Bye. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Recon, man. All right. Yeah. Nice. He was going to help us out with XMR Bizarre, but then Anarchio ended up doing more more of the stuff himself. Anything we could say in XMR Bizarre, man? I'm so... Uh, that project is a beast. Um, I haven't tested it yet, but it looks like a lot of the uh, the escrow tool was like completely redone since I last tried it out. So, Yeah, we got to... We, me, me and you should give it a test with we him further, further iterate. Um... All right. What else? What do we got? Let's want to do viewers on stage, and then we'll do the news. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll run that. <laughs> we, we, we got we got thirty. Li- we got a lot of live viewers today. So, guys, anybody that's listening, if you can like it and share it, uh, help us, you know, further grow the show. Let's do it. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. All right, we got Shortwave Surfer. If you want, if you're in the backstage and you want to come on, just let me know in the private chat. What's up, Shortwave Surfer? How's it going? Hello, everybody. How's it going, man? It's going good. The Monero community has been really helpful these past couple of weeks. I've done a couple of fundraisers on um, the Bounties to Monero Social to get some accessibility issues in a couple of the um, Monero apps fixed. One is Monerujo. They had some unlabeled buttons with TalkBack accessibility, and there's a fundraiser, and a pull request was done for that, so hopefully that will get merged soon. And then a non-wallet. Uh, I did a fundraiser for that, and c- people contributed, and we paid a dev and got some uh, got some accessibility fixes in that, and it's shipped. So that's great. Oh, sweet. Wait, so you, you went and ran the fundraiser? That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I used uh, the bounties.monero.social. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. And then and then the Monero community contributed and stepped up, and we got a dev and paid them, and they did the work. And it's, as I said, with Anon, it's actually in the in the Anon wallet now. And with, um, with Monerujo, it is in a pull request and just waiting to be merged in. Very cool. Andres, if you want to jump up and talk about that at some point, please do. Gambat, what's going on, man? Hey there. Everything nice good? Hear, nice to hear from you. I, I, you. You came up a few times on the show. We spoke about Zano, and then obviously we were talking about Argentina and Malay. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, these last weeks have been quite intense. Uh, I I was a volunteer. I volunteer as an election worker uh, to oh. help out uh, Malay. Uh, and so, yeah, that was intense. <laughs> Uh, so Dude, I, okay. win must, it must you must have felt incredible when you guys won, huh? I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we, you know, we, we struggled, <laughs> um, particularly because our party didn't have the resource uh, to, you know, uh, to make things easier. But uh, we won anyway, so <laughs> yeah. It, like the underdog, it's an underdog win. So that's here. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, someone's mic. It's going crazy. That was, that was supposed to be applauding. I don't know. Oh, that was your that was your button. Yeah, that sounded super weird. <laughs> yeah, it scared me. <laughs> it didn't sound like applauding at all. Were were people in the streets, man? Were you in the streets? Uh, no, no, I, I was too tired. 
<laughs> no, after the working for the uh, uh, the election stance. So, so what do you think? What do you think of my theory? Right, I think it's like it's like the pessimistic theory, but I'm saying like it's we have this anarcho capitalist that's basically taking over Argentina, but will it could ironically or uh, unfortunately lead to um, the deterioration of, of the black markets? Yeah, I mean uh, here uh, UCT was adopted out of necessity. And mm-hmm. that necessity is kind of going away. Uh, but I also think that uh, we could see adoption in a different manner, so in a sort of free, more free market way. Like there will be private banks that will be able to issue their own currency, and you know they can issue on on the blockchain. You know they can issue like, for example, someone can come and issue some gold-backed crypto and. And you know, and it will be able to freely compete uh, in this case with the US dollar, and commerce will be able to accept it, no problem. Uh, so it might be interesting. Like uh, it will be interesting to see, you know, what what comes out of top, you know, in a truly free market. Right, right. And you think he'll stay true to that, allowing all these uh, technologies to freely compete? Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, double down on his compromise to shut down the central bank. Um, we had uh, Diana Mondino. He's um, I forgot <laughs> what, but yeah, she, she's in the government too. Uh, speak at uh, La Bitcoin, and there she confirmed that you know they asked her about Bitcoin legal tender, and she said that all currencies will be able to to compete freely because there will be no legal tender. So that's oh, great. she did. Okay, she confirmed that. So you think they'll, they'll get rid of capital gains tax for? I mean, I don't even know what is the current. I have to imagine. It's treated. It's currently technically treated like property, although everybody's just you know doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, will, will the government get rid of the capital gains tax law if there is one? I assume there is. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, based on on what Dana Mondino said, and you know the the team surrounding Javier Milei has talked about, I think so. But yeah, cool. Andres, hello. Como estas? Bien. Is my is my mic normal now? Today? Yes, so much better, man. I don't know what uh, you did. Yes, your mic is actually fine today. I won't <laughs> touch it. Um, I guess we will see with Gumbas Fire. Um, it's a tricky spot that we are because now I have mixed, but at the same time, the economy is so distorted for the past year, even worse than before, that it kind of feels like Milay is going to have to work with a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, a lot of money running around. Uh, it's just, I agree with what you say, that a lot of people vote, but basically people vote against it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the first two rounds of the elections, Imlay got like very solid 30, and uh, now he got 20 more, I don't know, 50 something. Um, but those are kind of, the moment that some adjustments start to open the economy, I have my doubts how much people are going peaceful, which I think are totally needed. It's up in the air. And especially in this past week, happened already we are in the limbo zone right now we are not Millet he's already elected but he's that happened the 10th which feels like a year from now <laughs> it's a lot You're of true. time so we have hey, no Andres. idea how much the exchange rate for the peso is gonna be uh, i'm sorry to interrupt you um yeah you me. could move your microphone closer if you want it's it's kind of you're really quiet right now i, I yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. get like a proper mic setup um no this is good when you're close that's this sounds this, great this, now. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. You can no, even still move it no, closer, turn with the volume yeah, slightly. You I don't want to be like Doug. I'm just like making like, <laughs> no, he's, he's no, fine he's right there. I sound don't, like a, a radio it. host. Do not move it. It's fine right um, there. 
but <laughs> but but yeah i mean as i was saying it's it's, it's weird because every day every single day uh, uh, almost like every two hours you have a, like a kind of a official announcements about who is gonna uh, have um every position in the go in the in the in the next government you know it's like oh wow. the ministry of finance is gonna be this guy or no this two hours go by and now it's gonna be this other guy and of course all of them have their own history so you think ah so they're gonna do this no no it, don't, it looks like they're gonna do that so it's, it's it's kind of weird some some um announcements are official from the official office of the new president some announcements are like just in the media and very widespread so until the moment that he actually is in office and i don't say even the the next week we have no idea what is going to happen because on paper i i applaud that he's still sticking to uh, his uh, campaign promise promises right uh, every moment that a journalist ask him for example the central bank and they say what are you gonna do with the central bank he still says i'm gonna fucking burn it to the ground and that looks like refreshing because that's what he said in campaign and sometimes people politicians don't do that and for example we had another um another 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 test of that the other day that a journalist asked him uh, what you're going to do with the public works and public spending that is already approved for province infrastructure and all that he simply answered I told you there is no money, period. Well, but I guess some provinces still need some work because the jobs that those provide. Did you hear me? I told you there is no more money. So until we have more money, we are not going to do anything else. Yeah, my, I don't my know dad. how weird that sounds for someone abroad, but for a politician saying that here, especially when the when the journalist is like kind of implying. Well, but those are a lot of jobs in the middle that they're going to be lost. And he's saying, if I have a minister that is trying to spend more than we have, he's out. <laughs> we don't have more money. So, it's going okay. to get, I mean, they, they've made it clear, right? That it's going to get it's worse. full Austrian economics sense. Yeah. 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 My, no, my no debt, no lending, just, just savings and spending. Yeah. That's all. My dad thinks that all the highways will crumble in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to see. I mean, they are either like, they're already pretty shitty already. So that's like a very Argentinian discussion. Some people, you can, you can use the highways as the metaphor for the whole country. So people say, wow, now they're going to be in, in rumbles uh, because the government is not going to spend anymore. And some people will reply to that. They're already like shitty highways. How worse could they be? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they will and get then better. In the other side, you have, okay, maybe the market actually takes care of the highways, and then you have tolls everywhere, which is the, like the, the melee point. And then you have some, some people say, well, maybe that's right. But then very few people, very few Argentinians are going to be able to afford travel on those highways. And then it's, it's an endless discussion. We will see. We Where will we see. are going. This is, Where my, we are this going. is my, my, my post for the last two weeks. It's like, we don't know. We will find out. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> I was waiting for that. We don't need roads. Exactly. Uh, you'll <laughs> you'll be weird. paying, yeah, mi micropayments with Monero. Ro to, roads, roads are, roads are a symbol of Western oppression and car culture. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of agree with that, yes. But we don't have very good trains either, so it's like... <laughs> we, you should have the other just to compete with the roles. Um, hey, what do you guys think about um, Emilio Ocampo turned down 
the position as the the head of the central bank? Not true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Nothing uh, not official was announced. I mean, there's just so much uh, going on, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm sticking to the official media, and you know that's that hasn't happened. I will I will be very disappointed if that were to happen. But uh, Millet just announced that he will, uh, you know, stick to blowing up the central bank. So that means Emilio Campo stays. Um, I have an opinion very similar to Doug's. I don't like dollarization as much as I like the libertarian of the whole thing. I I don't want to switch from one fiat to another. Even less so, it, it, of course, it's better and the peso. We can do better. Even if it's worse than the USD, we can do better than the, than the, than the current peso. If, if, if I think if you apply the libertarian policies to the economy, you don't need to dollarize. And if you don't do the rest of the stuff and you dollarize, you are, you are importing a new set of problems for the economy. Uh, I don't think it's a, it's a magic ballot inflation. I don't think it's also very likely similar to the 90s when we have the one-to-one, -one, which is very good for trade and revolve jobs. Uh, so I think it's dangerous. But if you voted, I mean, if people voted for the whole libertarian package, and we now have that opportunity of a kind of a blank slate somehow. It's like, okay, let's do what, stuff properly. What would it be? What would it be? You're just saying crypto at that point? Yeah, I like the, I like the freedom of, of, uh, of currencies. I mean, the competition of currencies. I think that's a great idea. But I think you should, I mean, you should maintain the peso. You should maintain the peso. I think you should make it, uh, make the central bank stronger, not get rid of it. Kind of like the Fed or even better, better make it as independent as possible. Write the damn thing into the constitution if you need to return the, the powers to the central bank. And, and I don't know, elect 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 the head of the central bank every 50 years. I don't care. I mean, make it as far away as the executive, executive power as possible. And of course, it's going to be worse than the USD or the U, euro or whatever. But it's kind of like, uh, at least it's sovereign money somehow. But allow for freedom of, of currencies so people can use they want. And especially since so people can use a crypto if, right. uh, because I think crypto is very useful. I don't think crypto is only just black market uh, opt out money in, in the in that sense. I think it's also very useful. I mean, if I work when I work and I earn in crypto it's, it's very fast and especially Monero is very fast. It's very convenient. Uh, it's very cheap. There is no technical reason why we are not using crypto, let's say Monero, especially Monero, which is kind of great digital cash. There is no technical reason why not to use Monero to pay for groceries every day. There is none. It works and it works very well. So if, if the, uh, I agree with you that, that if you make everything better, it's kind of like a bare case for crypto, yeah. <laughs> right? I agree. I agree with you. But at the same time, if you legalize, for example, the possibility for uh, I don't know, an employer to pay their salaries in crypto and to earn crypto legally with invoices, with everything and paying taxes. Maybe that employer can, for example, it's like an IT company, maybe can, they can work for abroad and they get paid in, in crypto and they pay their, their, their salaries in crypto here in Argentina. And therefore you eventually end up like using crypto for daily or daily cases. And if you're already having crypto for daily cases, the jump from there to Monero is a small one. It's, it's, a, it's a very tiny one because I believe in Monero and I think it's very practical. It's not that you're asking people to use something that is more cumbersome. As good or better than most alternatives. And, it's, and it's in, on top of that, it's private. So it's, it's, it just makes sense. 
But I want what? to see a crypto adopting thing in, yeah. on every fucking like grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. We, Malay just needs to keep it so that because right now organically crypto is coming there. It's coming to Argentina, right? And it's being pulled out by the society. Malay needs to keep that incentive structure there, at least for, for like somebody like me that would want to go to Argentina and bring Monero and get it into the system for, for cash, right? If that if those on-ramps exist and continue to exist, then there'll, there'll be a, a, a need there. People will use it, but you don't want to see that get eliminated is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I don't think that's going to disappear. If anything, it's going to get better. Uh, right. The way you understand abolishing legal tenders is that you will be able to celebrate any contract in any currency you want. So that includes salaries, that includes you know, whatever, it's just whatever currency you want. And if crypto is included as a currency, then, then yeah, I can see the case for Monero. Totally. Right. Remsey, what's yeah, going on? Case. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. I mean, the Argentina, I think is pretty interesting. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of that book, uh, The Sovereign Individual. And that did predict Argentina would actually manage to succeed over the U.S. because the U.S.'s restrictions on cryptocurrency. I just don't understand, as far as I know, Malay is not advocated for any particular cryptocurrencies, which I think is odd. I think that's better because... Yeah, he's uh, staying agnostic, right? He just wants to let technology... Go ahead, go ahead, Gambat. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's up to the market. It's just a free market competition. So whichever crypto comes on top, uh, yeah. people will lose it. I think that's that, great. That's it's better than the BTC Maxi approach, right? We don't want like Max Kaiser hanging out with them being like, all right, it's Bitcoin only down here. And the like El Salvador that. approach. Yeah, the El Salvador approach. And hopefully, I, I don't think Malay is going to let that go in that direction. No, because it will be it will be against uh, anti-state state -like policies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. it doesn't matter Unless if it's crypto or dollars or whatever. The government should not do the Salvador thing and be the one providing you the crypto and be the one providing you with the wallet that you should use crypto that they got providing you basically paper crypto uh, paper bitcoin uh, right, right. yeah i don't want that yeah. it would be better than than, than what, what we have now what i want yeah. is what gomba says freedom from currency and make it legal make it legal so we can actually i love the black market you know it's like everything is so black market here uh, paper the, the bills are going away they, they are going away eventually Right, even for convenience. So I want a government that makes it legal for any any shop, business owner, employer to crypto if they want. Don't right. don't force anyone if they want. I think no crypto is better. Heads. I think Monero is the one of the best of crypto ever. So I think naturally, eventually, people will adopt it. Yeah, I All agree. Right. All right, AK Anon, you want to say something? Then we we got to start the news over here with yeah. everybody. Uh, can everybody hear me? All right. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. So one of the things that I have been thinking a lot about when it comes to Mele's victory was um, a lot of people, myself included, um, who participate in flag theory and a few other variations thereof are going to be very interested in securing for themselves, I guess, a home away from home. But if you think of people like Jack Ma, who have just piles and piles of money that have... Uh, repeatedly been oppressed by their existing government and are probably desperately looking for a way to get their capital to a free market. I think Argentina is going to find that a, a large swath of the avant-garde wealthy individuals are going to put their money and are also going to want to find a way to easily get their money to Argentina 
And it's going to be interesting to see what the price of things like Monero are for capital controls from a place that would forbid such a thing and how interested they'll be in being able to get their wealth to a place like Argentina. And I think that I haven't actually heard anybody discuss this. Like what happens to people who have been restricted from getting their capital from one country to another that would now be extremely interested in getting to Argentina? And then the boon for the regional economy, not just Argentina, but there's going to be a lot of people trying to get a lot of stuff into Argentina, which is a complete 180. Argentina is very much an exporting country. And then all of a sudden, you're going to find people trying to cram stuff into Argentina. Now, what percentage of total wealth that might be, it almost doesn't matter because the, the operating margin that Argentinians are living under is very small. Now, if you reduce the tax collections and increase the incoming money stream, well, Argentina is a very like uh, resource-rich place. And, you know, it has uh, inverted weather patterns from the northern hemisphere, right? So it's, it, I think that this experiment, it's important for us to consider the flow of international money at this point and what happens to all the people who are so deeply woven into the fiat Fed note world banking system. I mean, who's going to be the first person to jump the sinking ship, right? All of those criminals with their ill-gotten gains eyeballing Argentina as a place to escape with their wealth. I, I don't know. That's just kind of what I'm thinking. Wouldn't yeah. be the first time that um, some notorious criminals have escaped into Argentina. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know, you Come talk on. about them like... You're totally but, right. <laughs> can, can we agree the that there were country. no good guys in World War II? I mean, everybody wants to try to point the finger who the bad guy was, but I'm wondering who the good guy was, okay? Because it certainly wasn't anything that I've seen. Well, some of the some of the bad guys like, just put the level of, of badness very high for everybody yeah. else to be it considered very well. Yes. Um, I, if I had to work as an advisor, like a financial advisor, Let's just do the opposite of every YouTube channel. Yeah, you know? this is this is financial advice. All right. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, if you want to cheap to buy cheap land in Argentina, buy it now. All right. Well, it's I like, do. It's, it's, but it's you going, have it's my going to go up, right? But uh, this is the big but of the whole thing. But as an Argentinian, forty plus years old. All right. Does this anyone looks, have any? uh takes on like because there's there's a few countries down there like chile uruguay and paraguay and i think paraguay has even been discussed on this show i think there actually is a some kind of uh like community of monero people down there who are i think trying to get real estate cheap so is it specifically argentina now because of malay or is it just we're we're bullish on the whole region no i think uh prices of property in argentina of, uh, of land has been going down for the past five or six years straight i like 40 percent lower than they were five years ago right but it's it's if you take that out of the equation it's not especially cheap especially i don't know buying like a apartment in buenos aires is up to the levels of some big cities in the world it's not cheap. but now it's cheaper than it was before right because of the whole crisis it looks like they are going to go up again so if you want to get the cheapest the cheapest the prices i would say buy now or buy yesterday but the big bar is this is very new 
And what happens in Argentina usually is that we have a pendulum of people uh, voting, voting for something else. And then in two years, when the legislature elections come, you have a, like a tidal wave of opposite votes. And then in four years, you have, a, if, if you don't see like economic progress, just the same 60% of people vote for the exactly opposite guy of the spectrum, right? So now Millet will have to fix a lot of uh, things. In, you, are, yeah. you, are buying, you, are, you are buying in the, in the bear market with a big risk. If Millet pulls it off, you are rich. If you, if oh, you that... don't, it's like another six, four years of <laughs> lower, lower price. That, yeah. happens, you know? that happens in the U.S. a lot too, actually. We get these big pendulum swings from one party to the yes. other where nobody can do anything because they don't have enough time to do anything either for good or bad. Yeah, that, no, that's actually... I, I was talking about the, about the whole... Sorry, sorry. I was talking about the whole idea of a lot of um, foreign capital getting into the country because what happened with some other types of governments that we have is that basically they made it very, very, very difficult for money to get out of the country again. So you have your investments locked or they or they force you to convert to pesos or they force you to export or import some other thing. So you have to basically you're trapped. That's why we don't have as much as many investments. And even if you open the whole thing tomorrow, and it looks like the best thing ever. Governments have come and changed the rules again. And you're, you're in it's like, ah, for example, it's very well known that Argentinians as a whole are like the second or third a country that has the most, uh, the biggest amount of US dollars of, of dollars uh, printed in cash. Out. I think it was like in cash. I think it's the yes. US, Russia, and Argentina. And I don't think, it, I don't know if you are second or third. Uh, it's like 300,000 million dollars uh, in the black market owned by Argentina. And there is a reason why it doesn't, that didn't came back again as an investment in the country. So every, every new government proposes or hints as a law to allow for you to basically clean back, whitewash your, your black money if you make it into Argentina and they can collect taxes and you can use it legally. And every time some people do a bit of that, and some people are very wary because once you are on the white and the clear, then when the government changes again, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, it, it's still a big risk, uh, but that actually is uh, the biggest... So people wait, people wait. Let's see how the public deals with a new kind of government. Let's just wait two years. Let's see yeah, but if it looks this like is actually, This is actually uh, the biggest argument for eliminating the central bank slash dollarization, quote unquote, uh, because... Yeah, I mean, sure, Millet could, you know, start slowly pushing for uh, to write, you know, to write fixes and fix the peso and stuff, but that takes time. And uh, we never have time, like, because uh, in just two years, we have the midterm elections. And Millet needs to win that if he wants to have any legis legislative power. And so that's why they're pushing for the elimination of central bank, because once you dollarize, you solve inflation almost instantly it has like uh, a very quick effect and so historically argentinians have voted uh to you know to get the politicians that eliminated inflation you know like menem uh so that's the argument that emilio campo makes for uh for dollarization because it has a quick effect and it allows it will allow Millet to win the midterm elections and hopefully have some more time and more power to 
push for the deep changes that Argentina. I read something. That... They said that um, it could take maybe a year for the current inflation that's that's happening to actually filter through the entire Argentinian economy. And then I also read somewhere else that they said the current government is just like printing a shitload right now in between, you know, before Malay takes office just to kind of try and wreck things as much as possible. What do you yeah, guys think about shall... both of those? That's usually. I think that it happened. It also happened uh, at the last the last time uh, there was a government transition. <laughs> um, so this is actually re- re- one of the one of the reasons right. why I'm not sure that I actually agree with the assessment of uh, uh, of people wanting to protect the capital that they invest in Argentina. With my original point about people who are like exceedingly wealthy, which is um they're more willing to take a major loss on the overall value so for example even if real estate prices were to continue to fall well when you're made out of money you pretty much just don't even care if you take a loss like that because you know buying a big ranch in argentina makes up like what a hundredth of a percent of your wealth or whatever and then the second thing is, I actually disagree with Doug, the idea that continued inflation or even um, like getting rid of the central bank or any of those various options is necessarily bad for Monero either, because Monero does have a sort of decent foothold. And the thing is, is if those people aren't being affected by the inflation as readily as people who are, and they're now legally sanctioned, I guess you can say, in using their Monero. And inflation is just wreaking havoc for the next year on already printed money. Meanwhile, the free public money is, is holding its value. The towns that have chosen to use Monero are going to see that wealth preserved. And so if you put the two together, where capital in flight is not super concerned about the losses. And then you also put into consideration the fact that free money, right? Like free is in freedom, libre money, let's call it, uh, <laughs> is holding its value. And the money that came into Argentina, they're going to have to use a system like Monero if they're fleeing, you know, Iran or Russia or whatever. Um, that capital that came in is holding its value. It's going to make a really powerful case for doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I agree. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I hope. I hope Argentina remains as accessible as it currently is in terms of moving capital into by a cryptocurrency and then into the local cash. That that's. I'm just hoping those avenues remain. Because right now, I think it's easier than ever to move capital into Argentina from a crypto Monero perspective. So I don't, I don't, I don't see that becoming easier per se. I hope it stays as as good as it is. That would be my take on that. Yeah, for for a bit of because context uh, regarding to what gone before, uh, I don't know if you if you already mentioned, or, but but Millet doesn't have a money, actually. So right, so uh, get anything actually, done. Actually, actually, the the ruling the ruling party right now has the biggest minority, right? So. If Millet gets together again and gets the votes of everything else that is basically not the current party, yeah, he can pass a law. But by himself and his party, he cannot pass anything. Yeah. So here you have another option, which is basically to make a presidential decree 
and some stuff exactly. you can do it you you can just say fuck 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 the the congress right but the more you do that and the more you do that with big stuff the more protests imitation from 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 actually the public to do those changes so even if he says the right things his hands are still pretty much tied for big reforms that require congress like for example for selling public company he's like eh. so that's why that's why i see even if if he has the best intentions remains faith, faithful his ideals even uh, we need to wait for a new wave of congressmen two years to support the like the big changes and those two years are going to be rough <laughs> because it's, it's late it, we are like putting a brakes on everything that is free spending from the government like it's going to be hard it's going to be hard for the candidates that are pro malay yes. to win yes. the interim election Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a tricky thing. I, I hope they succeed. I hope they find out the way. I mean, uh, for now, for example, it's very encouraging oh. to see people interviewed in television, answering to like tricky questions from from journalists and answering in a very libertarian way. Who, who are the? I mean, we, we could talk about this for days. Yeah, we, we, uh, I love how Monerotopia has become uh, the place to go on the internet to learn about Argentina, what's going on down there in terms of. Malay and cryptocurrency, and we're going to continue to talk about it for the next year for sure because Monerotopia is going down there. So this is this is fantastic. You got an experiment. Uh, what's that? We are we are running an experiment here. We're running an experiment. Interesting. It's just all a, yeah. Time. Very. Um, I think we should move along with the news though, right, Tux? Or otherwise we'll never we'll never finish. Yeah, probably should. I'm just letting <laughs> everyone talk because everyone's. I know. Is there any done. any last thoughts on this topic before we move on, guys? I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I mean, I, I just Tango. I mean, we're we were so close to having a CBDC next year. I mean, I'm so thankful uh, that it didn't happen. Yeah, just wanted to say that. <laughs> I had a question like, that like oh. <laughs> About um, cartels, like in Mexico, if you want to operate a business, you really do have to consider whether the cartels are going to be a factor um, in your business or whether they're going to come hit you up for money. Is there is there like a dynamic like that in Argentina or is that not really a problem? I mean, I guess, uh, the, um, how do you say that? The, um, los sindicatos. How, how, how is that translated? <laughs> Maybe. No, but 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 okay. Unions unions are not the same as 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 drug cartels. I I mean, sometimes I, they work si very similar. <laughs> I point I point out that they have a they have a raging uh, case of government down there, which is the worst mafia of all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean uh, to 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 answer like faithfully. Besides city of Rosario, a big port in the way, let's say, from Buenos Aires on the way to Paraguay. It is a well-known like exit port for drugs and all that. So in that specific city, they have more violence and they have with cartels. We don't have cartels like in Mexico, but with drug drugs. Besides that, that that that's, that is one of the problems that we don't have. <laughs> this is one of the few problems that we don't have cartels. How about in uh, in Formosa and even. <laughs> yeah. But but, but it's protected. just like with what Gom what Gomba said. We do have very strong unions and uh, businesses, and especially new businesses, have to deal with union workers and they are very fond of strikes and setting stuff on fire and making threats to any other that tries to negotiate with, with the businesses yeah and they have you have some people kill as well uh, for sure. this week one of them said that uh, if Millet wants to uh privatize uh or or how it's called aerolinias uh <laughs> 
<laughs> if, if he wants to privatize the state-owned uh, flight industry, he'll have to kill them. <laughs> oh boy! I love how Doug, you know Doug's that, that meme about you know that meme about well that escalated quickly, right? Where he's like, yeah, sometimes they strike, sometimes they set things on fire, and it's like, Jesus, that was a big jump. <laughs> yeah, but that helps to understand the, lo the local logic, you know. Because that's the official uh, Aerolíneas Argentinas is the flight the flight company, right? The air company of Argentina is uh, is owned by the government. So everybody that is against the government says all the time, "Oh, you should sell Aerolíneas because it's just spending and it doesn't make any money, it doesn't make any sense, and it's bad, poorly run or whatever." So the first thing that they ask me is, "What are you gonna do with Aerolíneas? Are you gonna sell them?" And Militia says, "No, I'm just gonna give it to the workers." which sounds like the most communist <laughs> thing yeah. ever if this if you say so 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 good of a country so so good of a con uh, of company you can you can run it yourselves and that's that's where the the guy from the unit says they will have to kill me <laughs> to do that which doesn't make any sense i mean it's either a good company to keep or a bad company to sell i mean make right. up your mind no, they want it to be state-run and they want to do jobs. They don't want to any change, which is a way of saying, if you want to change something, you you will have to kill me. Yeah, I'm not moving. Good. We are too emotional, I think. News <laughs> time. Tux, let's move along. Andres, did you, did you have your honey today? My honey, I, I haven't I haven't actually eaten the honey. I, I'm going to have, have some my honey in my fridge. This was purchased with Monero, along with many other things this past week in Argentina. I don't know if you can really see that, but I'm still finishing comes, my previous honey, my previous special honey. And it's this is actually produced. I didn't realize. So it's actually Alessandro's family that produces. So Alessandro, guys, is is the, is the young gentleman that's running the the fo the whole football thing down there. And like the guy, you know, the guy who got all these stores to accept Monero. One of the stores that accept Monero is his father's store, yeah. which sells the the honey. Business. They make on their own farm. <laughs> Beautiful, amazing people, man. I, they're fantastic. By the way, I, if, if nobody brought, uh, purchased one of those jerseys, those jerseys are made from like excellent material. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like they're actually really nice, high quality jerseys. For those of you who are on the fence about buying one, well, allow me to kick you off of that fence and into the buy one category because they are amazing. I even brought back Chadiza from Purchase with Monero from the. Dude, this is the best chorizo I've ever had in my life. It is amazing. As, as that's sad as chorizo. This, that's a salami. As sad as this is, oh, you, my, my thought would be... Yeah, it is. It's dried salami. My thought would be move to, move to Argentina and be like, okay, where's the where's the football americana? No, but let's, let's don't, you dare, don't you dare say in soccer to football here. I'm going to have some of this honey right now. Don't. Yeah, that's why don't. I said football americana. Mm. All oh, right. Yeah. Go ahead, dogs. News time. Let's go. And now for our weekly news segment. Get that honey, huh? Pretty good, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's honey mixed with pollen. It's got the pollen particles in it. And then it's got propolio, and then it's got the um, the royal jelly in It's like a, a mix Ooh, they make. That's just natural. Uh, so gotta, first gotta story be. we got is probably the biggest one of the week, past couple weeks, is Binance CEO to step down and plead guilty in anti-money laundering probe. So... Uh, CZ is going to step down as CEO of Binance, and he's going to plead guilty to uh, violations of U.S. AML laws and requirements. 
and he's going to be paying, or Binance will be paying a $4.3 billion fine at federal court. Uh, and it's it's part of a deal. Um, part of the deal is he's also giving up his leadership role at Binance, but he'll continue to have a majority ownership of the crypto exchange. Binance is set to plead guilty to the related charges, sources added, potentially putting an end to the DOJ investigation spanning nearly five. So, yeah, Binance, it finally happened. Everyone was just waiting for it. Um, unfortunately, the the only reason they're really getting in trouble is because of, like we talked earlier, it's, you know, it's the wrong reason. It's because, oh, they're in compliance with AML, Bank Secrecy Act, all this BS, whatever. Not because we've been manipulating the market heavily for the past, you know, five years or whatever and screwing customers over left and right for no reason. It's probably got little to do with that and more to do with uh, them not complying with government laws as much as the government wants them to, even though they still have a lot of KYC. Whatever. So that's Binance. Um, and of course, the train just continues. Uh, the uh, the clown Gensler train. US SEC sues Kraken for unregistered securities trading. So Kraken now. They're, the the SEC is cracking down on Kraken, um, which we'll I see, see what you did there. <laughs> yes. nice. uh, we'll see how legitimate this ends up becoming. But Kraken, um, I guess, knowing for being one of the better exchanges, I don't know if any of these exchanges are that great. But um, I guess the general consensus that I've understood of Kraken is that they're they're less much less egregious than all these other ones, especially like Binance. I've heard of Binance, but the SEC is going to try and get cracking now after they just finished it's like they're they're done with one they're going on to the next one they're gonna they're going after cracking for some uh unregistered securities trading violations and other sec violations probably uh sec also accused cracking of co-mingling customers funds with its own according to the agency kraken held up to five billion of customers cash and bank accounts and paid operational these accounts the exchange also allegedly mixed up 33 billion of customers crypto assets with its own assets risking losses so uh, the SEC's lawsuit hinges on cryptocurrencies like BTC, Ethereum, Tether, uh, and the like being securities. U.S. Congress has passed a firm law classifying cryptocurrencies as securities, but the SEC asserts they meet the legal definitions of securities. So yeah, that's the SEC just going ahead and doing whatever the hell it wants, as usual. Uh, we'll see what happens with this. Of course, this will probably be drawn out for another thing, whatever. Next up, uh, we've got some updates to Cake Wallet. So uh, this is a, a smaller update, just a bunch of fixes and bug enhancements. But I did get the uh, the get, get a ho or the the go ahead from Vic for announcing oh, so. in a week or two we will have Polyseed support for Monero that is creating and restoring Monero Polyseed. So that's a cool feature. That'll be out soon. What is and that? We have, uh, Monero Polyseed also have twenty four um, pneumatic seed. It's a twelve word seed. Okay. And it allows it to also have extra data in there, like containing the block height, if I remember correctly, within the seed itself, something like that. Um, if I remember, there's like, a, let me let me see. I actually want to make sure I understand this correctly. And what were the uh, recent coin control fixes? Um, just just bug fixes. I don't exactly know what the bugs, but um, speaking, of, speaking of Cake Wallet, did you guys know that the Asteroid repo is kind of screwed up? Because apparently, like, it'll add on Droidify. Um, and some other Ftroid clients, but on the main Ftroid client, it will not add. It gives an error. Yeah, I think someone had reported that initially, and one of our guys was looking into that. We're not sure exactly what's going on. Um, it's possible it's there's something weird with the official client because the official client is not like maintained really, and the other ones are. So we'll, we'll have to figure out what's going on with that. The official client's but, maintained. 
Um, the old one or the new one? Because there's like an old one, and then there's like a kind of like a lighter version that is actually maintained. Both, actually. Um, both the F-Droid and what's called F-Droid Basic are both maintained. They've just gotten updates here recently. Um, they're on like an Alpha Alpha 2 or whatever for version 1.19.0 released just a couple of days ago. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know what the deal with that is, but we'll we'll figure something out at some point. But yeah, there there'll be some other big features coming in the next few weeks that I can't talk about. If uh, yeah. if Cake's implementation of policy is the same that is on Feather Wallet, then it, yes, it, it does it does it does contain the the restore height very very useful. That is super useful. And was I wrong saying I think was it twelve or sixteen for Monero policy? Fourteen. Oh, 14. Okay. Yeah, it's the same one. Um, now, how, how would it work? Let's say you, you know you want to down the road restore your Monero from something other than Cake Wallet, like from the actual like Monero client or something. Would it's you be able to use policy? policy to do that? Yeah, you can you can do it on Feather Wallet. Yeah, Feather Wallet supports policy. I don't know if there's any other. Is yeah, Monero my... GUI or Monero I don't know, I don't know if, it's, if there is a translator or something like a, like you can convert once it. Yeah, there's got to be but, something. Uh, but I, I don't see any other policy. So eventually, it's It'll be universally adopted. Okay. Yeah. And it's way shorter. It's 40, 14 words, like 25. Yeah. Much easier. Yeah. Much easier An to write. The Anon <laughs> wallet supports PolySeed as well. I want to say it's 16 words, but it um it definitely... Actually, I think yeah, most... you're right. I just found Tevitor's think... PolySeed repository. It is 16 versus 25 and supports... An embedded wallet birthday to optimize restoring from the seed. I believe that's I can't really cool. say if Cake Wallet's going to actually utilize that in the initial um, support. Uh, I think so. I can't percent I'm not hundred percent sure. But um, supports encryption by a passphrase. Can store up to three custom bits. Advanced checksum. Seeds are incompatible with different coins, so it's a large improvement over the basic twenty-five word pneumatics. And yep. what's nice is Feather supports this. Uh, Anon supports this, and now Cake will support this, and you should be able to go between one and the other. So if you're going to a wallet that needs a 25-word seed, there should be a way within the wallet to get the 25-word seed and the poly seed as well, so you can see both. Mm -hmm. And Very each wallet, and like as, like Anon, for example, can restore from a poly seed or a 25-word seed, and I assume Cake will be the same way, that you can restore from either. Yeah, yeah there'll be, there be an option um, on both, both wallet creation to choose which one you want to use and on restore, of course. Uh, so if you don't want to use pneumatic, then you can still use, the, or if you don't use polyseed, you can still use the older 25 word if you want to create a wallet. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, and that won't be, that's not in this update, of course. That'll be uh, a later update in a week or two. But next up, we've got a post from Intraceable just talking about uh, Yellen's basically just i guess threats to the crypto industry i'll show this little video here broadly bring it not us dun 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 so my, about first, this. So <laughs> my first my, my first thought is the benefits of being in the us financial system i don't see a whole lot of benefits <laughs> yeah right the, the I mean, first other problem. than the us market everything else is a pain in the ass I mean, it seems like you should. It seems like if you're a crypto person, you should just stay far, far away from the U.S. Like that I'd, seems like I'd the best. Point option. out, like, did anybody notice how those people? Like, if you were just in a room full of people, right? And there's, you know, this guy over here. He's sitting at the bar, smiling, talking, have a good time. And there's that guy over there who's up to something cool. 
you know those people who just look absolutely fucking miserable right and and, and nobody would ever want to go hang out with them look at the facial expressions on all four of those people like they're the most unhappy human beings you've ever seen in your entire life like there is no fucking way that any rational human being would go over there and say like hey let's do everybody would go over there and be like would somebody just kill your kids or like just i mean they look like they're at a fucking funeral right it's just like the most miserable people ever and then that chick like kept like touching her face and hair like she's anxious about being like the person that nobody wants to hang out with the one right behind janet yellen right yeah. like she just keeps like trying to hide her face with her hands and if you ever do like yeah if you ever do uh like uh body interpretation right like the semantic um body interpretation like she is absolutely grieving over her participation in what is going on right now (laughs) these people always look like they act and it's you know the whole idea of you can totally judge a book by its cover like that chick is she knows she's the bad guy right (laughs) but i digress i'm just saying they're the most miserable people i've ever seen in my life like they're never smiling they never have anything positive to say they're like super verbose about what they're trying to do because they're hiding the fact that they are the tyrants right they can't just be like we're gonna ban they can't be like we're gonna ban crypto they have to be like you want to participate in the financial system you're just gonna have to and it's like that kid in in recess that's always like snitching to the the principal (laughs) or whatever like they're just the most horrible people to be around and it's like why do these people even get to talk for us in the first place nobody acts like that like no normal human being is at least (laughs) like if they're gonna be evil they can at least enjoy it yeah, you'd think that they would learn from their master, the devil, and at least be fun about it, right? Like, it's at least you get the two-week coke bender before your life falls apart if you, like, really commit to evil, you know? But, like, these guys can't even, like, be happy about being the bad guys. They're just so miserable all like the that, time. Like that Obama, <laughs> the yeah. former national security guy that was threatening that Egyptian guy, he was, like, really enjoying, like, the evil that he was doing at that moment like threatening to deport him and take his picture and send it to egyptian authorities he was like happy about it You're like that's that's what i expect you know evil people to be not like sad and somber yeah let's let's bring back the old evil like when hillary clinton is like we came we saw he died <laughs> <laughs> or like when bush is like no weapons under there and everybody starts like oh no weapons under there and everybody starts laughing. now they're just like 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 beaten battered abused miserable people it's like i like the fun evil guys <laughs> bring back the fun evil guys <laughs> yeah what about what about and the uh, and and you'll you'll make, like, make evil great again that's all i'm saying <laughs> make evil great again. <laughs> own nothing and be happy these guys they, these like, guys uh, own everything and, and they're, they're unhappy they're, they're telling you uh, if if like you don't against, behave you are not coming to like our party oh man that's See why the what I mean right there? Like that's the that's that the meme better. right there. They always play their role, right? Like the the tier two bad guys like Yellen who work for Mr. Burns here. You know, like in the work for the banking system. At least the bankers are having a good time being a living nightmare and scourge on humanity. Like 
I mean, just own it, bro. You know, just you own can it. You see it in Gensler's face all the time. He enjoys oh, he what, he, what he does. Oh, he he loves fucking it loves so it. Much. How many kids have I starved today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tyrant and I'm happy about it. On the other side, they really are like the meme of the guys just whipping their tears with money. Oh, I'm so sh They are earning so much. All right, let's, let's keep moving, Tux. All right. Uh, yeah, oh, this is just one more part of this um, thread. But today, 50% of Bitcoin hash rate is KYC'd. Transactions recently started being censored by miners again, and privacy is under attack. Yep, that's, yeah, Ant Pool, that really large pool. And I think both of both this and Foundry both do the KYC. Um, and I guess these right. are soon. Yeah, but some of them might soon. So, yeah, that's the state of Bitcoin. Um, and we recently oh. saw some, like, the transactions that were left out of or being validated. I think it was right? F2 pool that would do it, that was doing that and they like uh, back, they backtracked or whatever. Fact, client. Yeah. It was there. an OFAC thing, right? Yeah. 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 They I have a sensory OFAC that later, so we'll talk about that later. All right, all right. Um so Redain who runs uh Kuno right now, um he put a, an admin for a couple fundraisers, I guess that are sketchy. So if you scroll down on the pages for the fundraisers, there'll be like a warning if it's been like potentially an obvious scam he didn't take them down or prevent you from donating to them whatever it's just kind of a warning for some obvious scammy standouts i guess i love i just oh, love yeah. that kuno's is that article so much. no yeah kuno's it's awesome uh and yeah, Mark, you're, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna get scam you're gonna get a lot of scams on there so just be vigilant yeah see i like i like that though like he you know they put the there's a warning like hey this might be a scam this looks like uh what other scams look like you at know, if you, you do it at your own risk and people yeah. still get to do it if they wish to. Right. Yeah, that's great. It's like that, uh, you know, those memes on places on the Internet that I dare not speak publicly about, like, let kids decide when they're old enough to drink and drive. Or would you rather have a smoking kid or a dead kid sort of deal? Like just like these horrible, horrible ideas that just like catch on like wildfire, you know? It's sometimes like the uh, the scammy stuff becomes a meme that's like stands in total opposition to tyranny in the most ironic ways, right? And just the fact that you can go on the internet and fund an absolute like backwards scam completely like unbridled is a powerful message of, you know, people should be free to do what they want with their money. And as, as soon as anybody's like, well, Kuno funds these scams, you just point at like the state lotteries or whatever and just be like, hey, wait a minute now. Very All true. right. So here's that. Here are those missing transactions. My uh, Mining Pool Observer Project recently reported six OFAC sanctioned transactions as missing from blocks. Four of these transactions were likely filtered by F2 Pool. This is the first filtering based on OFAC sanctions I've seen. And that page goes to here which goes into much greater depth talking about this. And um, it appears that it might be the first pull from Asia to comply with U.S. sanctions law. So they're already trying to, these large, these really large pools that have a decent amount of power are already trying to censor transactions. So it's not looking too great for, for Bitcoin and its decentralization. Uh, but of course, you can look and read this and get a greater depth at what exactly is going on. But yeah, that's that's not great not ideal 
And this is interesting. I, I didn't know about this uh, earlier this week. Apparently, Sideshift has removed Monero from their platform with no prior notice at all, which sucks because yeah. we have Sideshift in Cake Wallet. So yeah. I guess Cicada Wallet only had Sideshift in their wallet, yeah. and now they don't have something you can use to swap with Monero in there. Uh, so that's well, that's Rico a little bit disappointing. Sideshift as well. Trocador uses Sideshift? Yeah, I think it's one of the no, options, I, right? I think Monarujo does. Oh, Marujo, is that true, Andreas? It's yeah, sadly, it's still true. I mean, they haven't. They, they got rid of the. This is not news. I don't know oh, okay. Um, I had mm. no idea that Cicada was using actually XMR pair from their website. A while ago, yeah. But yeah. but it looked at, at first we didn't notice because it looked like it looked on the API, and um, after that they say that they will keep supporting, but that's the working. It's not so. eventually, did they just shut it down for the API also? Probably yes. Because I've tried, I, mean, I tried it on yeah, Cake it's supposed, it it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be working, for example, but you get one of every three transactions an error. The I experience. see. That's a shame. Yeah, that kind of yeah. sucks. Because I, I don't think they were. There's like, there's like, all these people are acting out of like, ex, like not, not actual legal pressure. I think to be like. I have no idea, but we had no prior notice from from their side at all. That's interesting. So well, I we just got wanted other to throw options. out real quick uh, on the previous story about censored transactions. And I have kind of a theory, but I think it would be best elaborated if I throw it out there. Maybe Body wants to think about it first. But my theory is that from an economic standpoint, they have a very tight window to test the OFAC compliance systems that they've put in place um, to try to, number one, make sure that the technology works and that the pressure works. But then once they have like a working model on Bitcoin, try to extrapolate what they've learned for its application to their real targets, which I would imagine Monero is one of those real targets. But basically, the this principle of being able to censor transactions with pressure is uh, like trying to figure out what percentage of miners would have to be able to censor transactions to reliably like oppress the effect, the efficacy of the systems. Um, and the other thing is, uh, I mean, not necessarily exactly side shift, but some of the liquidity between different cryptos plays into that. So the two stories together, right? Like. It, in order to in order to place these systems of like trying to have OFAC compliance shutting down certain things from being mined or added to the chain in any way, and then any means by which you would move that liquidity um, across different chains, I think that the basically the people who would stand to gain the most from preventing. Um, certain transactions from going through they probably know that the technology is so rapidly outpacing the the uh, ability to control it that they might not have even been ready to try to censor transactions but they don't have a choice um so i think you're i think you're spot on about the um about their end goals and the kinds of censorship that they want to accomplish um this isn't just about preventing a few terrorists with bitcoin uh, on OFAC. This is, you know, this is the slow progressive creep that, uh, that, you know, the government modus operandi does. I, I do wonder, um, 
if they can actually get some kind of robust censorship mechanism onto Bitcoin, how much can they expand that? Can they identify atomic swaps into Bitcoin? Um, how much can they stop uh, coin joins, right? Even though coin joins have some problems, et cetera, like it's still better than than having no privacy on Bitcoin. Um, I do think that, I don't think it's that Bitcoin's going to be able to stop this sort of slow roll lava push that the government has already done. Like it, people have already kind of resolved to sell out to BlackRock and the ETF and hyper, uh, sorry, institutional FOMO and, you know, all that stuff, reserve asset, right? These are the narratives you hear in Bitcoin now. So the people there are largely ready to become a reserve asset for, for that number go up component. This so, is good for Bitcoin. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, exactly. No matter what happens, it's going to be good for Bitcoin. So um, I think that my, in my mind, just as a wag, like not even a, not even a scientific wild ass guess, just a wild ass guess, I would say 60% of the hash power existing in <clears throat> existing in jurisdictions that, um, you know, that are Western friendly, basically. So Europe, EU, United States, Canada, maybe Ireland, UK, stuff like that. And I think the last time I checked, which was actually just a few days ago, it looked to me like there was about um, maybe it's like 55% in, um, in those jurisdictions. So if you control 60% of the hash power, then what you can effectively do is orphan blocks that have transactions that aren't supposed to be there. Now, right now, again, like we saw the, the teaser with the marathon digital, they're like, we're going to not include these in our own blocks. And now it's, uh, ant pool. Is it ant pool? I think it is. Um, that was, that was not including these OFAC transactions. Um, you know, so the question is like, how quickly is that going to come? My guess is that they they won't really try to put those caps on until after the bull market or maybe like as the next bull market is like, you know, significantly in progress. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, even if you're a miner that would include censored transactions, if 60 percent of the hash power, if you know they're just going to orphan your block, most likely you're going to also censor as well. Like you you can't smaller miners can't accept not getting blocks like that. Um, like they'll just go under. So I, I do think like that's a danger that's happening. And I think it's another reason why the cabal wants to keep, I think Bitcoiners in terms of number go up and, and number one market cap, I think Bitcoin is like, has a solid position to stay number one or maybe number two because um, because keeping the liquidity there makes it harder, right? To, to get into Monero, if they can make surveillance, if they can make censorship, it's going to make it harder to use coins like Monero in that liquidity swap kind of situation you were talking about. So those would be my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I was saying like the the gate is closing on these people because uh, like that that level of control, right? And knowing that I it, it's my opinion that I mean these people who are actually like imposing these, they're not dumb, right? And you know that when they're wargaming out like doing something like that this early, right? It stands to push the the never ending like tide of innovation um it it only pushes people to do getting out of those kinds of transaction systems faster whereas if they could have like cemented a little bit further bitcoin's dominance and then exercised these levels of control it would have served their purposes so much better right because Ideally, they would have, you know, at least in most nations, a CBDC style system and even make it where you could go from Bitcoin to CBDC, at least for a while. 
in order to basically like replace the exchanges and look there they started going after the exchanges right like that was probably part of the, the grand scheme but the problem is they're going after the exchanges but they're also simultaneously outing themselves as we can orphan your blocks and there, as long as it's one of these transparent fed coins like bitcoin right because that's what it has become what they're doing is they're ruining their own propaganda against the target audience. And there's no way that they would do that on purpose unless they were feeling a tremendous amount of pressure to move both of these operations at the same time. Like there's no way you would unleash your, your SEC dogs on, on these exchanges while simultaneously not having put in place your own like government sanctioned replacement for the exchanges unless you were like we're losing the innovation race horribly right now but they I mean, are an interesting you know? take i appreciate sure. where you guys are going with this but show is going on and we do have some more news <laughs> okay so <laughs> i'm sorry but we should move on <laughs> we need we need a dedicated um body in Alaska Anon segment. Um, yeah, no, that's I'll really good. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to get through the rest of these really quickly. Uh, so next up, we've got South Korea to invite 100,000 citizens to test CBDC in 2024. So more CBDC stuff coming out, of course, like we've seen going on with a lot of the world over the past couple of years. So that's happening. And then next, uh, I mean, this person calling him Bitcoin friendly. I think he's just crypto friendly in general. Um, announcement of Malay winning Argentina. Yeah, and the, the crazy part is that he won 55% of the votes, uh, which is pretty good. That's that's pretty good. Um, I think a lot of people were not expecting him to win is a general sentiment I got. But no, he won by a decent, uh, a fair amount, a fair amount. So yeah. yeah, he's the most voted president in Argentinian history. Really? In Argentina, so are all uh, the Argentinian elections like, like it was really a referendum. Yes, it is. Uh, look it up. So last uh, runoff we had. Uh, uh, Have you guys ever heard of this the saying? It's easier to lie to somebody than convince somebody that they've been lied to. Yes. This is one of the reasons why I think that he's going to win a lot of seats in the midterms is because people are not prone to admitting that they were wrong. And if you have that many people, especially with that kind of turnout, who have committed to the idea of doing something different, it's very yeah. likely that they'll be stubborn enough to make it through the midterms. Yeah, last runoff, it was only decided by 1%. So now uh, nearly wow. 10% is a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's impressive. That's cool to see. All right. Um, we, we covered the topic thoroughly. Yeah, we earlier did. In the uh, just a few more. Um, we've got this post talking about how um, your Bitcoin money might be, become dust because of the rising fees. If you've got less than a certain amount in your Bitcoin wallet, it could easily become unusable because you don't have enough in there to actually make a transaction, um, which is an ongoing issue with Bitcoin and the, uh, the fees have just been skyrocketing as of recently. But remember, El Salvador, this is the people's money. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. Oh, but then Lightning Network, guys. Lightning will save us all. Wasn't it? Uh, I think it Roger Ver, like, BTC, so you have to spend that anyway. <laughs> remember uh, Roger Ver during the block the block size wars when he's like, 
if we don't switch to something different, it's going to price poor people out of making small exchanges. I wonder whatever happened with that. Uh, right. This is pretty cool. Um, I don't. I, I can sort of read what this says, but the headline is Argentine, Argentine President Javier Miller confirms he will shut down the central bank. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's happening. What do you think, uh, Gone About Fire? Hopefully. I mean, he has... Uh, he doesn't have the Congress majority, so yep. he will need yep. to pull some tricks. Like, for example, he, uh, the Constitution uh, doesn't allow uh, the government to have no currency. But technically, we still have a gold-backed a gold backed currency from the hmm. 19th century that technically <laughs> it's still around. So technically, we can use that to shut down the central bank. So, you know, it would be interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That is cool. That is a much, that's a much better currency for sure. Is there any way that I can purchase these gold backs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they actually, you know, they are collectibles. They're cool. It's called um, um, Peso Oro Argentino, I believe. Awesome. And the last um, link that was given to me, um, Noseboy is asking what happened in CryptoGrampy. I guess CryptoGrampy... Yeah. Sort of disappeared from Twitter, and also I noticed recently uh, at bit underscore Thanos, uh, who had been following like since the, since I got on here, he doesn't seem to exist anymore either. So they both just kind of disappeared, unfortunately. Crypto Grampy was working on some some interesting Monero projects. Right? Yeah, I don't know if he's like gone gone or if just if Twitter is gone. I don't know if this was his proper. Oh, no, I think uh, if you check the thread, I think somebody did. he he moved yeah. to the orphan block. Yeah, so click he, on that. That's gonna. I gotta open this another browser because Twitter tracking link. Like, walk in the hole. Give me a second. I don't think anybody got that joke, yeah. but you like he moved yeah. to a different block, the orphan block. You know, the, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Lame joke. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, we get it. Uh, archiving this project ten sixteen twenty three. The project is no longer maintained. Forks. Welcome. Oh that's wow. So he he archived Hot Shop. What else was he working on? What are some of his other? Had a lot of repos. Most of these are just forks from other stuff. I think it was XMR Pocket Node and Hot Shop, which is yeah, um, hopefully it's back. Yeah, oh, kind of sad. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the community followed him, and same with Pit Thanos. I have no idea what happened to that guy. Uh so yeah, okay. sad. But see. I mean, it happens. They're anons, so I just want to take a break, I guess. Are you, are you still among us under other other names? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of be. the time a lot of the time they'll just reemerge under a different Love. pseudonym and you don't even know. So, so. All right, guys. That this was a marathon show as always. A lot of lot to cover this week though with Argentina and everything. Um any any final comments? I do have a question. Do you have sure. any idea what the uh ticket prices for Monerotopia will be yet or um, not yet? I just asked AJS. He said that uh, he has no idea yet. Uh, they have to uh, confirm with the prices of everything. Then, I mean, the cost of everything. Then, Monerotopia, I think he was asking. But yeah, oh, um, MoneroCon. I don't think they know yet. But I heard like a hundred dollars. Uh, Monerotopia yeah, will be similar to what we did last year, like a VIP and a general, and then uh, basically a free ticket with like the, with a nominal charge so we can get as many locals as possible to would be really cool this time doug you price it in monero it's a risk the, you're taking but you're really set in the stage is the gonna, ticket going to be cheaper than the general admission ticket since you're not actually being able to go oh the virtual ticket 
Yeah, because last year you wanted the virtual ticket to be the same as the general admission, but it's like, okay, we're not being able to go. So Yeah, we haven't thought about the virtual yet. We'll figure that out. Um, okay. I mean, the, the whole idea, though, was that there was an incentive to actually go because the whole point of a Monerotopia, and I don't mean to speak for Doug or anybody, but the idea is to actually meet up and actually do stuff. So I can understand, like, kind of having a certain price incentive. And on that topic, I just... Um, I wanted to throw this out, and this isn't meant to be like a plug for Git Graphene or anything that I'm doing, but uh, for one, um, System76 was hoping to reach, or was hoping to have Monerotopia reach out to them, which it's uh, press at system76.com or something like that. Um, but the other thing is, is uh, I'm, I'm starting to pool together funds for sending like promising developers to that. I was going to focus on Monerotopia. I realize this is a MoneroCon thing, but um, I kind of like the, the edgy vibe at Monerotopia. But anyway, we're going to try to put together a pool of money for travel expenses um, to send certain developers to Monerotopia. Oh so my basically, God. Yeah, it's because I realized that for some people flying to Argentina is like, I mean, a certain Hungarian developer, for example, might need a little help or whatever. <laughs> but like the idea yeah. being that we can we can try to help people get to Monerotopia. And I wanted to start now because I figure it's probably going to add up to a lot of money. Um, but I would actually strongly, strongly encourage you, Doug, and of course, Tux. I don't think I'll have to convince Tux very hard, but um, to get in touch with the people at System76 because okay. their their ideals are so in parallel with everything that Monero is and everything that it stands for. Um, they're one of the few like like kind of bleeding edge technology, like hardware technology companies out there that is like living the philosophy. Right. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, like they even physically disable things like Intel management engine, they do the, they do their own operating system. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to, uh, strongly consider getting with I some kind of representation, <laughs> uh, but I would be very interested to hear it. And the thing is, is like, there is a massive, massive gap, like a massive chink in our armor. Um, on the hardware side of things, Arctic Mine was hitting on it really hard when you guys were talking about uh, the CCS thing. Um, but it's pretty well known that hardware is the the biggest weakness on like the open source software community, which Monero isn't just leaning on. Like without it, it there is no Monero, right? <laughs> so, um, like. It, it would just be interesting to not only that, but put them on the spot on certain things that, you know, they might be better positioned to be dealing with. And I'm not going to try to tell you how to do a show, but I'm just saying like, because obviously I don't have a successful show, so I'm just some chump. But like, I'm just encouraging you guys to reach out to them. Um, and I yeah. think that it would be a good idea to uh, press the issue, I guess. It's the, I'll just leave it there. It would be cool. Awesome. We will definitely reach out to them. Uh, yeah, we got a ton of ideas for Monerotopia and people that we want to partner with. The whole, you know, Monerotopia with Mexico. I think we did a good job of 
allowing other projects to participate. Like we were talking about earlier, is like the whole Xano team was there. Anyone that's, that's working right. on privacy. Yeah, right. It was great. Anybody that's working on on what we consider legitimate privacy tech projects, open source, you know, people that are like actually uh, really pushing things forward, we're going to try to get them involved with Monerotopia. Take your prices. We haven't figured it out, but like, but like last year, we want we want it to be as accessible as possible for from the lo- for the locals. Uh, you know, we're asking the Monero community members to pay a little bit, but that's really going to help finance the conference and allow us to do the thing and obviously sponsors as well. But then we want a super cheap nominal ticket for locals just to bring people in. And we're trying to do it like we did with Monero Topia last year in an area that's going to be very accessible to people that are just hanging out in the city where they can just kind of like naturally walk in, walk in and through the conference. That's what we're trying to figure out. If we don't actually do it at La Conf, which is a possibility, but there's pros and cons to that. It'd probably be the same, same like the day after La Conf is probably what's going to happen. You know, the, the Xano team was definitely by far my favorite part of the actual stage show of Monero Toby. So that whole like anybody can come and talk about whatever, like there were people almost in tears and there was like all kinds of cool. I mean, that was that was the bomb. There was a good yeah. proof of work, proof of stake debate. That was that was good. Um, yeah, our, I'm so excited. Yeah. One last word. Um, yeah, uh, combat, combat's, it's, it's easy for him, right? I don't know. He's, yeah, he's I'll be there no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about a lot, a lot moving forward. And then we got Copa Monero. I just, we just need to iron out something before I start uh, talking in specific. Comrade, what's up? Could we chat uh, after the meeting uh, or the podcast? Uh, after it's maybe sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try to reach out to you today. Sure, yeah, sure, later today you. when I'm driving for sure. Okay, sure. All right, guys. I'll, I I think I'll leave it at that. Anything else? Closing statements? Right. Anybody? I think we're good, right, Tux? Yeah, we're we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered it all. Yeah, and the final. Right here. Go ahead. Going we can hear you. <laughs> all right, guys. Everyone, all right. have a good weekend. We're going to end it right here. Do these shows every week at 12 p.m. Ciao. See you next week. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group.